Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. All right, everybody. It is Wednesday night, July 27th, 2022. This is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, DJ, and uh, I'm going to go around the room here. We've got four people running tonight with me, as always, from the Rob the Genius podcast, the Minister of Truth. Mr. Rob, how are you tonight? Good, good, good. good what are you back. watching on, Rob? I'm eating a roast beef and sub from Potbelly with, like, blue cheese and tomatoes. Okay, minus the tomatoes. That sounds pretty good. So, and... Bucky's tag team partner at some point in time or another bound to go through a barbershop window. Jason. I'm, I'm counting down the days, brother. Bubba, I'd keep an eye on that dog if I were you. He's eyeballing your spot on the couch, your spot on the bed. Two two eyes at all at all times, if possible. It, it's coming, my friend. You watch. It is. And pulling up the fourth chair tonight. Haven't had him on in quite a while. Excited to have him on here. Jace. Jace, welcome to the show, sir. Gentlemen, it's good to see you again. It's been too long. I'm out here enjoying the uh, the weather now that it's not scorching. Out on a nice walk. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been, been definitely too, hot been, here. It's been too long. We talk to you every day, man. Well, we well, talk to you every day. It's been too long since I've been in person on 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 audio. Totally true. Yes. And, so, I, you know, I don't see your faces other than uh, Twitter icons. That's true. And, I mean, who would want to... Who would want to miss out on these beautiful beards? I, I, I sure don't. Speaking of beards, we are going to be talking a little bit of beard care here in just a couple of minutes. Um, because three out of the four of us here are sporting a really nice looking beard. But I wanted to take a minute to um, just mention that uh, this actually last week, and I didn't think about it last week because we just had a lot going on as we do this week. Uh, last week was the two-year anniversary of this podcast being a thing. Um, so, you yeah, oh. yay, yay us. All right. I started off uh, on my own, and uh, I was terrible. Uh, thankfully, two months later, Rob came on board and started to bail me out a bit. And then about three to four months after that, Jason became a full-time member of the show. And we were off to the races in January of 2021, and we've been rocking along ever since. And, uh, you know, looking forward to keeping on going. And Jace joins another, you know, a line of just fun, fun guest hosts that we've had on here. So we're celebrating two years of what eventually became the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. And I want to thank not only my co-hosts and Jace here tonight, but uh, thank the listeners who have been along for the ride. For those of you who have jumped on board since we became part of the Chairshot Radio Network, uh, thank you. I want to thank Greg DeMarco for having faith in this podcast and believing that we didn't suck. Uh, that's that's always cool to, <laughs> cool, cool to hear that, that we don't suck. Um, so, yeah, thank you for all of that. When I closed off last week's show, I said something. I said, you know, we talk wrestling primarily on this show. And the last thing that I said before we signed off was this week, if somebody does something dumb, if somebody says something dumb, or if something major happens in the next week, we'll talk about it on this show. Pro wrestling never sleeps. The world of pro wrestling discussion never sleeps. And folks, there is only one news item worthy of talking about this week. 
And that is the retirement announcement of one Vincent Kennedy McMahon from his duties within the World Wrestling uh, Entertainment. Uh, we'll be getting to that a little bit later on in the show. But as I told you just a couple of minutes ago, we're going to be taking a little bit of a side road and talking about some beard care. Uh, for those of you that have followed us uh, all along, follow me on Twitter, you know, probably a year and a half. Uh, we looks like we just lost Jason. Um, and then we just what? lost Jace. Uh, <laughs> you guys are tagging out here. I'm back. I'm back. Uh, okay. I'm back. It's, I'm like back. They, it's like they tagged out. We lost Jason and Jace was there. And then you know, Jace left and Jace was back. It, too many Jays. <laughs> Like yeah, I'm a DJ, we've got a Jace, we've got a Jason. Am I here? You're here. Yes, you're here. Oh, you're there. Okay, you're here. So if you've been following me on Twitter, that is uh, at the Mindless Pod. You'll notice in the last uh, probably 12 months, I have grown out a spectacular looking beard. Uh, there's reasons for that that I can talk about in a couple of minutes. Jason has gone from having a rather long beard to about what two months ago. Jason, you cut everything off and started fresh. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll just let everybody know a little secret. That's basically what I do. I don't I, I do like quick upkeep trims and whatnot. But basically, what I do is I just let it all grow out, and then eventually it gets to a point where I'm like, ah, oh, this probably could use a little trim, and then I set my razor to a three, and I go, whoop, start over, <laughs> a refresh and a reboot. And yep. then our uh, fourth chair host, Jace. Jace, rocking a rather impressive beard. I don't think it was that full or that thick the last time you were on here, brother. Yeah, I've been letting it get a little bit uh, you know, thicker towards the top. Uh, I pretty much use the same kind of standard uh, routine. Uh, I'm bald, you know, like you. So yeah. I, I YouTubed and taught myself essentially how to like fade and taper it properly. Because when I first started growing it out, it was just the same length all over. And it looked really bushy just made my head look really big so being able to like taper it down and my head's really big in general period but uh being able to like taper it down and whatnot makes it look a little more appealing a little slender on the face you know what i mean right so i'm glad i've kind of figured that out i'm still it's a work in progress all the time uh, and that's me um i've never really grown a beard out for any length of time this is the longest i ever have um, I previously, I think my record was like two and a half, three months and I get irritated with it, shave it off and go. I've got like the full mountain man beard going on. I didn't do the taper. Um, so, and again, you're right. Like you, I have big, big, uh, Boris Zukov head. So, and my beard makes it look even bigger. So we'll get into, you know, our, since, our routines and everything here in a minute. Um, since, got, uh, DJ, since yeah. everyone, since this is an audio podcast, obviously, Let's just give everyone the the image that uh, DJ has about uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. And okay. then um, <clears throat> D- Jace and I have a nice, solid Seth Rollins. Yeah. And uh, Rob, what's uh, Robert Roode? Oh, no, you got the goatee, too. So, yeah, Rob's just got the, the mustache and the goatee, and he's looking quite dapper. Yeah, I tell you what, so. I tell you what, with, without uh, any like stubble or five o'clock shadow, and you know, you may hate me for saying this, Rob kind of got like the theory goatee going on a little bit there. Oh, good grief. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh I'm, not sure, I'm not sure that one. Hey, listen, well. <laughs> whether, whether a good goatee is a good goatee, you know, in a yeah. vacuum independently, it's a nice, it's a nice look. Yeah. Rob, have you ever grown out a full beard? Um, occasionally it mine never like fills out all the way okay so i you know i let it go to a certain point and then when it starts to look kind of ratty and then i just then i i just now i use just an electric razor and trust i've done everything except well i've never used a straight razor 
but I've used disposable razors, and that broke me out all over my face. That was just bad. Disposable <clears throat> razors are awful. Yes. Um, at one point, I used Magic Shave. Oh. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that or How not. How does that work? Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go get into that, Rob. Okay, so it's just like paste that you put on, you know, you, you put it on you know, wherever you want to remove the hair. Okay. Right? And you can use it on your beard. You can use it to shave your head. I've done that. I've done that before. Um, but one, it stinks really bad. <laughs> I mean, it, it smells terrible. I've used it. I know what it, yeah. And the other thing is if you leave it on too long, uh, you'll look like the red skull. <laughs> <laughs> hey Rob, uh, are, are you old school enough? Have you ever used shaving powder? No, I never, never did that. Nope. <clears throat> How in the world does that even work? I have no does idea. Does anybody know? That I've sounds like the most uncomfortable it. thing I can imagine. Because like you want lubrication, right? Powder would just be dry. Yeah, yeah I, a, I like I've I've used uh, either shaving creams or the the I use the Edge shaving gel or the Walmart equivalent. Acry- yeah. I've been using that for probably fifteen years or more now. Gels so all Jason, day long. I think the principle is that it mixes with your natural oils and your natural like everything going on under your beard and. That provides the lubrication. I believe that's the principle. I've never used it though. I'm I'm absolutely going to YouTube it. That's for sure. So let's start here, Jason. How long have you been like actively growing out a beard? Is this something you've done like since you've been able to grow facial Hang hair? On. I have not been clean shaven. Hang on, I can tell you because I can look back. I have not been clean shaven since <clears throat> 2012. I have not had a baby face. I have not taken a, I definitely have not taken a razor to my mustache or my goatee since 2012. So okay. uh, I, I've minimum had that. I went to, I went to BYU, uh, Brigham Young University in Idaho. They have a, a uh, dress, dress code and it's grooming standards and things like that. And, you know, I followed that. So the men had to be clean shaven or they could, you know, it was, it's military. You could either do clean shaven or a mustache. And I actually now I think I look pretty good with just a mustache. I'm never going to try it. But uh, when I was 10 years younger, I looked like I was on some sort of watch list somewhere. Wait a minute. So <laughs> wait a minute, you, you, went, you went to BYU? Yeah. You went in Provo or? I know, in uh, Rexburg, the, well, the, the other campus. Oh, I didn't know that other campus. And yeah, I had no idea you went to. I had no idea yeah, you went to BYU. <laughs> oh, yeah. My dad's a Mormon bishop, man. I was raised Mormon. Oh, oh um, wow. <clears throat> we've definitely talked about this at least once. Not not at length. I, I'm, right. not surprised you don't, I'm not surprised you don't remember. That's that's fine. Um, but, uh, yeah. So what, I what are you saying? Be- Jason, I don't remember anything? It's <laughs> 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 older than me. So, like, it's not a shot. It's just where we're at, brother. So. Um, but yeah, so BYUI, and I, I, 2012, I've always had a beard since then. Okay. Jace, what about you, brother? You've been uh, a beard since you've been able to grow, or did you start doing that later in life? Yeah. So it took me longer than uh, most of my peers and people my age and my brother also. My brother got all the excellent hair genes. He still has all his hair, grows a mean, gnarly beard, thick and bushy. He's six years older than me, so he's in his 40s. Uh, it took me about to about mid twenties to really start growing, growing one out. And I always, 
always have facial hair, no matter what. The only time I ever shave off my facial hair is uh, for Halloween costumes because I commit 100% to Halloween costumes. So there was a year I went to uh, Hawaii and visited a friend of mine over Halloween. Uh, he's my best friend. I grew up with him. Uh, he went as Halloween as Mike Ditka. So he had the bear's uh, sweater and a mustache and all that. And I went as Vince Lombardi. So I had to shave my whole beard because Vince Lombardi was clean shaven. Uh, and then a couple years ago, my wife and I, we went as um, Tiger King and Carol Baskin. So I had to grow the, I had to shave to the Fu Manchu. I had to, you know, cut off. My own shirt. I'll, drop, I'll, I'll, I'll get a picture of that from Twitter and I'll, I'll, I'll tweet it to you guys. Please, so, please tell yeah. me you went with the full mullet. Oh, I, well, I had a mullet. Uh, well, again, I'm bald. So, you know, if I only I could. But I had a mullet uh, ball cap. I had like the built-in in the back of the hat. Okay. Yeah, but that's the only that's time I ever clean shaven because because I have like no facial definition whatsoever if I don't have a beard. Like it's just a blob of face pudding. <laughs> Jay sounds a lot like me, man. It's I I have no chin, no prominent chin. I don't have a jawline. I have a yeah. As I've gotten older, you know, I have a fat face. Um, and I'm not a big guy. I just, for whatever reason, I have a fat face. I have historically hated having a beard. Like it's, it's hot in Florida. I, you sweat, it gets itchy and I've got beard hair, like razor. Like, it's like barbed wire. Like it's really wiry, really thick. Same. And Same. I've been able to grow a full beard since like 10th grade. Um, like, like a full beard. I've been, I've been shaving since before then. I shaved, I think the first time I shaved was like the beginning of ninth grade. And I had a mustache and some sideburns and like maybe, I don't know, a half a dozen chin hairs. And then within like a year, there was this just full thing on my face. And I just, I, I just shaved. It's, I never liked having a beard. And then in my twenties, I grew one out for maybe a couple of months. And it was really funny because I had long hair back in the day. So with the beard at the length that it was, I kind of looked like historical, like the historical white Jesus pictures. I kind of looked like that. So <laughs> I was like, I got to get rid of this beard, man. So I, I shaved the beard and I just, then I took a job where I had to be clean shaven and it just never became part of my, my life. Interestingly enough, as Jace talks about, he looks the part for um, Halloween costumes. My girlfriend, Tina and I, we've been together now for nine years. She got me into going to Renaissance festivals. And we do full costuming at the Renaissance Festival. She's a seamstress. She makes all our costumes. And I got to really look, and some of these costumes just look better with a beard. Like, if I do my kilt gimmick, it looks better. Like, could you imagine Drew McIntyre? Would he look very tough walking around in a kilt and being clean-shaven? He didn't. When he, he didn't. He didn't. The, beard, the beard made him look so First much cooler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The beard yeah. makes he it. He looked like a doofus. Exactly. And then also, in, the, in, in speaking with Renaissance Festivals, Anybody who's clean shaven in a tri tricorn hat looks like an absolute doofus. One hundred percent, that yeah. right there. So we did that, and you know, it's just, I do steampunk looks as well. So I've got a couple of different top hats. I look better in the top hats and like the the, the tricorn hats, like Jason was saying, with a beard. I've tried them on with without the beard, and it, again, you look like a doofus. So I grew the beard out for that, and then it just kind of became a thing. It's like just. Our Ren Festivals start in January. So last year I started growing the beard out around September. I shaved right after my birthday in September. That was the last time a razor touched my face. And it just became part of the costuming. And then I just left it. I was like, let me see how long I can tolerate this thing before I just get absolutely aggravated with it. 
and shave it all off. But then we started talking and next year for uh, Ren Festival season, they do a uh, like a barbarian weekend or a Viking weekend. And I think it'll be cool to do a Viking dress up and she's going to, she's going to braid the, because the beard will probably be nearly twice as long as it is now. She's going to put braids in the beard, beads in the beard and all this other shit. And we're going to oh, go, yeah. we're See, going full panic with it, man. That's, that's nice. the one tempting thing that I've always wanted to do when I grow, when my beard is really long. Because you guys have seen it. It, it, it yeah. gets pretty long. Oh, yeah. It's like I, the day I, Jason yeah. showed up clean shaven, I wish we'd been recording because I almost shit myself. He looked like a totally <laughs> He did. I got five years younger. I know that. Um, but the the beads is I've always wanted to do the beads. I did it. I did it once for uh for you know King Richard's Fair, a Renaissance festival that I worked at. Um, and it just looks so cool. <laughs> it's so dorky, but it's so cool. You feel like a badass. You do. So you feel and you look you like a badass. Question for you guys. Yeah. What's up? How did, okay, so how did you guys like the whole LARP scene in uh, Hawkeye? Oh, it's oh, I laughed my ass off. Tina and I just so sat good. there and just roared. So it was great because it was enjoying and having fun with without totally making fun of. Yes. So the, so the, then that's the difference, you know, um, for between stuff like that and stuff like the Big Bang Theory where, haha, they're dorks. That is the joke. Let's yeah. with them. Right. So let's uh, let's wrap around the room here and uh, talk a little bit of beard care. Jason, what does your beard care routine look like? So I like to try a lot of different stuff, but I base I stick to the basics. I look uh, oil and balm are the two things that I go for. Um, right now I'm trying because there are a lot of good balms out there. They have and a lot of good um, oils. They have, you know, they just, most of them are just all natural stuff. Like the one I've got right now is from a company called uh, Grow a Beard. So, <laughs> uh, hey, man, that that's what are we about? Well, growing beards. All right, sounds good. So that's awesome. Uh, it's just got uh, chamomile oil, uh, olive oil, a couple of oils I can't pronounce that are natural, and then vitamins and things like that. But basically, you have the, the oil and the balm. I use oil every single day because it um, just once a day because the oil helps with like the softness and the uh, um, brushability and all that good stuff of the hair. And then I do have ridiculously dry skin under my hair, under my beard. And so that's what the balm is for. So every like two, probably two or three days, I'm not on a set schedule or anything like that. Just depends on how humid it is, how hot it is. Once you start this kind of stuff, you can kind of get a feel of how your beard reacts to it. Um, and so the the balm is awesome because, you know, you really have to grind, like, mush that in and, like, really work it in there because you're supposed to get it down to your skin, to the roots, um, because that helps with, like, the dry skin and things like that. But, yeah, just beer, oil almost every day uh, after I get out of the shower and then balm every couple days when I'm feeling just a little start to feel a little itch or feel a little dry or just, hey, I haven't done bomb in a couple of this. And it, it really has made a huge difference because I've start, I only started the regular oils and bombs in the last, like, probably just before I started up with you guys. So it, it, it has made a huge difference. So anybody out there in the sound of our voice that, um, you know, grows a beard, at least invest in a couple of oils, uh, the bare minimum. But bombs are also good. 
All right. Do you have a, a particular scent that you prefer or like the oil? There's some of or do you go with the unscented? Uh, I definitely don't go with unscented, but I'm not picky because most of them, they're all hilarious. First of all, they're all named like a, so you know how girls have, um, you know, they have nail colors. If you ever look at your wife or your girlfriend's nail colors, you know, my, my wife's, this is not a color. They, they, they take Crayola colors and go ludicrous <laughs> speed past Crayola colors. They're, you know, Linkin Park After Dark and Shall We Chalet and all these ones that I know. Well, you know what? Beard oils, some, most of the companies have uh, pretty funny names for them. And they all smell like, you know, and I don't want to sound like, you know, oh, it's manly. But it's they smell like wood and, you know, just, just masculine scents, for lack of a better term. They smell like cologne and things like that. Uh, but one... You know, I've had ones called Preppy Pirates, and you know, it's just they they <laughs> have a bunch of cool names like that. So, yeah, there you go. All right, Jace, how about you? What's your beard care routine look like, man? Uh, so I'll tell you, I agree with Jason that uh, a good product is a total game changer. Uh, DG like me, like super coarse, super <clears throat> thick and wiry. Uh, the moisturization is the key there. So I know like if I were to go like swimming or something or, or like a, like I'll swim and then take a shower and not do anything with my beard. It's really, it's like poofed out. It's very dry. That's when it gets the itchiest and stuff like that for sure. Uh, so balms and moisturizers, especially with me with as coarse as mine is, that's an everyday thing. Uh, I also, because I have so many different ones with different scents that I use a beard wash in the shower also, just to kind of get it all out and not kind of have some crossover scents to it. So that's kind of like my beard stuff acts as cologne for me. So like I don't really wear cologne or any type of thing like that. It's my beard oil and stuff like that. So like today, mine, uh, the one I am wearing today is from, which I've told you guys about, the Fable Beard Company. Uh, it is blueberry and warm tobacco. Very, very enjoyable. I like it a lot. I've got another couple of them. It's uh, lightning it, uh, lemonade and gunpowder. And then I've got one that is, uh, like a cotton candy kind of smell. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My, my beard routines probably is because I've got this big bushy thing. Um, I use a beard wash like you do. Uh, currently I'm using one from a company. The other one did. <laughs> Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, so I'll, I'll jump in. Jace, to, I really, thanks for reminding me because it's almost, I don't even think about it because I do it every day. Like I water, I use soap and shampoo. I also do the beard wash yep. and conditioner. Um, it, it, again, total, total game changer after you use it for a couple of days, especially if you don't use any product in between. It yep. will be like, you know that that feeling, folks, when you like, really, you go camping and you're like, friggin', uh, just no washing and no anything for like three days. And then you go home and you lather and rinse your hair three times with your favorite shampoo. 
that's literally what it feels like almost every time when you go through your when you go use your mm-hmm. conditioner and your beard shampoo. Yep. So, and the final thing that I I think we all probably use it so automatically we might all forget about it. A brush, a nice higher yes. brush. Regardless of whether you're you know you're applying your oil and then you brush it to work the oil in, or you apply your balm and then brush it to work the oil the balm in. It totally helps while your while your beard is growing to shape that beard and kind of just coax it. It's like creating a part in your hair. You know, oh. I know you and DJ wouldn't know anything about that and Rob right now. Wow. So for all those listening, <laughs> uh, a part is that 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 little part in your hair where your hair goes decides which direction it's going to go. You can also do that with a with a beard brush. Um, yeah, so a good a beard brush is a good investment as well. One hundred percent. So what I was getting ready to say was I use currently for beard wash because I wash my beard every day because I have this thing. If there's one thing about this beard that will make I could shave it tomorrow and not miss it. I hate getting food in my beard. Yep. It drives me into like I will sit there and take a bite and wipe my mouth. It takes me forever to eat anymore because so, I'll take a bite. If I'm eating a burger with ketchup or mustard or a hot dog or sausage, something like that, if I get anything, I'm like wipe, eat, wipe, eat. So I'm chronic about cleaning my beard. Yep. Um so that's my first thing is, and I'm right now I've got one. It's a like a Tennessee whiskey scent. Um, yeah, it's from uh, it's called Distillery Series Beard Wash Tennessee Whiskey. Um, I got it at Walmart. Um, but huh. I've been very lucky with the Walmart brand stuff. Well, not Walmart brand, but just what they have there. <clears throat> um, the last beard wash I was using again was from the same company. It's a beard oil, and again, it's. <clears throat> it uh it, it's like a tennessee whiskey type of smell that's usually after you know i'll get out of the shower dry off do everything else and then put it in currently i'm using from it's uh beard oil from a company called beard guys so i just switched back over to them mainly because i like the sandalwood scent i do really well with mm. that and my girlfriend likes the sandalwood scent so that's that's the one that she likes the most she's not as big a fan of the uh the tennessee whiskey one though though i like it i think it smells really nice like you, Jace, I don't wear cologne at work. So that's kind of my, you know, yeah. that's my cologne. And then again, like Jason, not every day, but <clears throat> excuse me, about once every, maybe twice a week, I will top it off with some beard balm. Again, my, my skin gets really dry and itchy underneath. I live in Florida. It's hot. I like to moisturize the skin. So I use the beard balm a couple days a week. And then once a week, maybe twice a week, I'll use a beard butter. And I like the butter because it just gives the beard a different scent. I usually put that in at night before I go to bed because my beard hair just gets really dry by the end of the day. And mm-hmm. it's so coarse and so thick. I just want to put something in there to kind of give it a little moisturizer overnight. But again, you're mixing scents like you were saying earlier, Jay. So in the morning, I just get back up, clean everything out. Girlfriend doesn't like the uh, the beard butter, mainly because of the scent. It's a vanilla smell. So mm-hmm. she's not a big fan of it. So I have to be careful with scents. And Jace, I was looking at that Fable Beard Company. You, you sent the link to us last week, and they've got some really good scents on there, some stuff that she's definitely like, okay, we can give that a try. But I got to be careful with, like, the vanillas. And I, I can tell you now, cotton candy ain't going to fly in this house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Like, I I could probably, I'm not going to spend money on that one because that's just not yeah. going to happen. Speaking, <clears> of, <throat> speaking of cotton candy, what you talk about with eating, uh, and I know you know this, and Jason, you've probably been there too, and maybe Rob too. Uh, if you, Depending on your facial hair, that'll change – what and how you eat like i yep. perfect example that like cotton candy like i won't eat cotton candy anymore even if i want it just because i know it's going to make my face a disaster or like we have a bakery around here 
and they make a phenomenal donuts, but they're huge. And I like, I love them. They taste great, but it's a giant donut. I can't even get my mouth around. So then I got donut <laughs> glaze all through my beard and I got yep. essentially got to go rinse the thing out. So like I, yeah. I avoid stuff like that, be, not because I don't like it because of my beard. Well, and that's the biggest yeah, reason definitely. why I don't put any of my product on until I've eaten breakfast. Because like yeah. some guys will get yeah. right out of the shower because I, I usually get up, I shower and I go eat breakfast and then I come back and I do my beard routine mm -hmm. just because I don't want to have to wash it again and then wash all the oil and everything out of my face. It doesn't it. Yeah, it definitely changes how you eat for sure. But also um, I found I forget what you mentioned, DJ, but it made me think that once in a while when I'm when I really am growing it out. I'll just get sick of how I have to change eating and I will straight up go in there and put my razor on like a three and I'll just do my mustache. Oh yeah. Because I, I know my mustache up about every other week. Because my must I know my mustache will catch up with my beard and not look goofy like I just shaved it in about six hours. Yeah. But yeah, you you might catch me and just all of a sudden if you look real close, you'd be like, Wow, do you have a what's going on there? Yeah. <laughs> The only other thing yeah, that I do that's that's only other thing I do that's a little bit different, and I don't do this all the time, is I do don't punk me out. I have a beard straightener. And I do that. I've had one. You've had one. Yeah. Man, that yeah. thing is awesome. I love that thing. It's just basically like a it's a hot iron. And Tina teases me about it. She's like, she'll tell her parents, I, you know how long it takes him to groom his beard? It takes me less time to do my hair than it does him to do his beard because sometimes I just I like to straighten it. I like the look. It looks neat. And you know, I work in a medical facility so you know i like to uh you know i don't want to look like mountain man going into work with patients well it helps it helps to shape it up too like if you're if you don't if like you don't go to a barber to do it like you can straighten it out and then you see exactly how long it is everywhere and then yeah. once it kind of curls back again it just kind of pulls itself in so you have a nice even kind of shape yeah. to it i see now you do all your own beard stuff at home you you trim yours up yep. and everything yeah, see, I, I go to a barber in years. Yeah, I, I go about once every six weeks. Have them, I have them clean up because they take the straight razor, which I love. I love when they get in there with the straight razor and just get the neck and get the cheeks and get the because they keep like right along the mustache line and everything like mm. that. They, I'll I'll keep like this up on my own for like the interim, but if it starts getting really really just out of control, about once every four to six weeks, I go to the barber just to have a little cleanup. Chase, I meant to ask you because you mentioned obviously you don't you've never used a straight razor, and neither have I because I'm not a psychopath, but <laughs> or not trained or whatever. But have you ever had a shape straight razor like shave or clean up or whatever? Yes, and I've had it yeah. done, uh, with my head too. So like they did the face oh. and the bald head. Oh. And oh. I, seriously, I only get like a, I've only there's a barber shop uh, a couple towns away that does beards and all that good stuff. I have gone in there for a trim once in a blue moon. I usually do my own stuff, though. But, yeah, that's part of the thing they do. They'll just trim it all down, get it nice and even, and then on your neck and, you know, up where up on your cheeks where you might have a few rogues or something like that. Yeah. They'll give you the straight razor treatment. Bubba, smoother yeah. than a baby's backside. Like, yeah. Wow. Straight razor shaving is the shit, man. Yeah, exactly. So it's so I can imagine, like, we joke about you guys as, you know, follicle challenges, but, dude, a straight razor to the head, dude, you, oh, man. you guys screw the silk. So the worst part about, so, like, razor shaving your head is uh, it once the hair starts to go back, there's, like, a phase where it's, like, the stickiest Velcro 
on earth. Like yep. your, your pillow, your pillowcase will stick to it. Trying to get a hat on. It's, it's brutal. Yeah. That first week is rough. I was going to say accidentally cutting your head open, but yeah, I'm sure that's. I've done that because I used to shave my head as part of my shower routine. I would just get in there, throw a bunch of gel on there and take the razor and just do the thing. And because I've got a divot head and a a little bump in the back and some cherry hemangiomas here and there every now and then I'm like, I'm like, I felt that. Oh yeah. And then you look at your hand and you're like, yep. Okay. This is I I don't know. Starcade. Starcade 87 all over again in my shower. We got color, Daddy. We got color, Daddy. <laughs> Red makes green, Daddy. Makes green, Daddy. <laughs> so, so oh, I'm going to put like Dusty Rhodes circa 1985 <laughs> on any given night. But, uh, yeah, man, it's uh, absolutely, Jason. I love when they take the straight razor to me. And every now and then, I when the barbershop that I go to, nice bunch of guys. It's, it's a real, like, old-school barbershop. You go in there. Everybody knows everybody. It's like the cheers of barbershops. Everybody knows everybody. We're all just sitting there. It's a bunch of dudes. We're all BSing. And you kind of get whoever's next unless you specifically request someone. And the guys that I care for aren't always there when I go. So I always end up getting stuck with whoever grabs me. And the owner's kid, super nice guy. He's a little green. Every now and then he gets me and he doesn't do the greatest job. And he doesn't do the straight racer stuff. So I'm like, I sit there in the chair and I don't want to be a jerk because he's the owner's kid and he's a super nice kid. He really is. So I'm like, please don't be the kid. Please don't be the kid. Please don't be the kid. <laughs> like, one of the older experienced guys grabs me because I don't want to be that guy because I don't want him. I want to work with him because you feel like a jerk. Oh, speaking of hey. getting color, speaking of getting color. Uh-oh. Oh, no. We have, we, well, we have an update here from a dynamite. Oh, oh John, John's already bleeding. Yeah, show John me. is like. Show's been gotcha. on five minutes and Mox is already bleeding. Did he did he yeah. cut it? Did he bleed taking an arm drag? I didn't see what it caused, but I just looked up and I'm like, yeah, that's a crimson mask. All right. Good. Did he cut? Did he cut himself it's, climbing in the ropes? Is that what happened? Yeah, it's a big screen. It's a picture in picture, so I can't quite tell whose opponent even is. But uh, well, look, it's a guy in trunks, long well, hair. Well, look, I hope we didn't get caught on camera like uh, Jericho did a couple of weeks oh, ago. Oh lord. <laughs> And then cut to the other camera, which got an even better look at it. <laughs> that's awesome, you guys. Yeah. So, so speaking of him. So anyway, that's I really have nothing more to add to the beard care discussion. Anybody got anything before we close out this segment? Uh, nobody I got nothing. Give, I want to give Rob like two seconds because he didn't. Oh, really, oh, this like whole segment was like devoid of Rob. Well, because <laughs> uh, well, for me, it's real simple. I use electric razor and I just buy some. Um, you know the the aftershave lotion. I buy some of that from Target or whatever, and then I Le- electric shave. Oh, uh, I use an electric razor. <laughs> yeah, but there's a product for like I, I think it's called lec- literally called electric shave or something like oh, that. Oh hell, use I, with the lotion. Well, I, look, I just grab look. I grab the first thing I see on the rack at Target. I don't you know. <laughs> yeah, there's one that's literally called LEC, like electric shave. Yeah, um, and oh, okay. it's meant for your 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 uh, weird. Electronic razor. I don't know. I know what you're talking about. I don't know, man. Anyway, for those of you that are like all your upkeep, you use electric razor. You don't use any regular like Gillette ones or anything? Uh, Nope, not anymore. Uh, Because I don't let it grow too much. So the electric razor does the job. And then I just put the, you know, aftershave lotion on there and I'm good. I mean, not like I should talk because I mean, it. I don't know. I mean, there's been months where I don't even 
have a razor and I have to reach in the shower and be like, oh, look at this Venus 3 here. All right. <laughs> I'm, sure your, I'm sure your wife appreciates the hell out of that, Jason. Uh, she doesn't know and she doesn't listen to this podcast. So that if will, she's in the house with you, she's going to know because you're not exactly quiet here, pal. Uh, she's sleeping. <laughs> oh, she's sleeping. That's right. So yeah. for those of you that are curious exactly what our beards do look like, I think I will take uh, the first couple of minutes of this episode and put it up on the YouTube channel. Uh, that is, uh, I believe we're the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. You can look us up, Mindless Wrestling Podcast, on YouTube, and uh, you can check out the, the facial hair there. Uh, we're going to move on to the next segment because we actually didn't come here tonight to talk to you about <laughs> beards and beard care product and facial hair and all that other stuff. We came here to talk some wrestling. And uh, before we get into too much, like I said, uh, we have a lot to talk about as far as Vince McMahon goes. Wanted to spend a couple minutes uh, talking about, I went to an NXT house show last Friday night. And I, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about the card. I'm just going to tell you, this was one of the better like live wrestling shows that I've been to. And, and I don't say that, you know, like as a joke, because I before the pandemic, uh, NXT had a regular loop. They do a little place, uh, the Melbourne Auditorium, which is about 10 minutes drive away from me. And the last couple shows were really good. Uh, the next to the last one had Keith Lee in the main event. The last one had Rhea Ripley in the main event. And But some of the other matches were like definitely developmental talent, like people I've never seen and people I haven't seen since, even on TV. Friday night, pal, if they've been on TV at least semi-regularly in the last three to four months, they were at that show Friday night. We got everybody. We got Solo Sokoa. We got, um, what's this kid, Jordan Devlin, whatever his new name is. We got him. We got J.D. JD McDonough. Yeah. Jay, that's it. He he came out there. cut. And the best part was, is it wasn't just going out and having wrestling matches. They had little angles from the show. They had carryover angles from, you know, the TV show because they, they talked a little bit about Cora Jade. They talked, um, they had um, so, so, Solo Sokoa, if I can say it. Uh, he lost to JD. And um, after that, uh, what's the hell's his name? Uh, it just fell right out of my head. Anyway, he got attacked. It's a guy he's feuding with, came out and attacked him. And then we got uh, Tiffany Stratton and Rob, who's the girl that's doing the math nerd gimmick? The one with the glasses. Uh, was it Kiana James? I think something like something that. Something like that. They tagged up against uh, Fallon Henley and Wendy Chu. And had an excellent match. Like, there wasn't a bad match on the card Friday night. Uh, we had a eight-man tag with um, Tony D'Angelo's family versus – there's been a lot happen this week. Tony D'Angelo's family versus uh, Diamond Mine, and the entirety of Diamond Mine was there, even Ivy Nile. Like, they all showed up for a house show. Uh, the main event ended up being Toxic Attraction versus um, Zoe Starks and uh, – for the life of either name, because I always go by their older names, Kate. Casey Catanzaro and uh, J.C. Jane. It's on a chance. That. It's, I always go by their older names because I, I just cannot get into the Katana thing. It just, it's not winning me over, so she's always Casey. Yeah. But uh, yeah. that ended up being the main event. I mean, there was a lot going on. Uh, started off the night with uh, one of the guys from Chase U, and I forget his name, against Jason's favorite NXT wrestler, Zion Quinn. Hey, because uh, I, <laughs> I, uh, I knew my actual favorite NXT wrestler had a match as well. He, he did, um, but that, really the only person who wasn't there, and they even sold that in in storyline mode, was Braun Breaker. Braun wasn't there. 
Uh, match yeah. of the night, aside from the eight-man tag, had to be Carmelo Hayes and Axiom put on a banger. And it was absolutely incredible that they put – like, I I want a good wrestling match at a house show. I've been to some house shows where they kind of phoned it in. These guys worked what could have been a believable TV match at a damn house show. Oh, nice. And it was awesome. Like, it really was. I was sitting there talking with my friend, and he looked at me because we he went with us to the last show – and he was like, there hasn't been a bad match all night. And it felt right. like, it really felt like a TV taping at a house show. And I thought that was incredible. And even Tina, who watches this stuff casually, she's like, she genuinely had a, had a good time. She was, you know, popping for the baby faces and booing the heels. And she never gets into it like that. At the end of the whole thing, she's like, this was a hell of a lot more fun than the last one we went to. So whatever they're doing, whatever your argument is for NXT 2.0 at this point, you lose that argument because <laughs> Sean and company put on a hell of a house show five nights ago in Melbourne. There you go, man. That's awesome. It sounds like you had a good time, man. I'm glad oh, to yeah, and, and we're definitely, we're already planning on going to the next one. They, they're coming back in October. We've already looked at each other, said, yeah, we're going again. We're already, they, they got us. They got us hooked in and we're going again. So... Cool. Before we get into the Vince McMahon uh, talk, I want to kind of this is this is interesting because Jason went to last week's Friday Night Smackdown in Boston, and I went to the Smackdown at the Amway Center the week before, and we were talking about this in the Discord chat. And we both found it just I don't know with the word sobering or or how would you you how you would describe it, but the realization hit me suddenly surreal. Surreal. 100%. Thank you, Jason. Surreal that I attended the last ever Vince McMahon helmed SmackDown Live. Jason attended the first ever post Vince McMahon SmackDown Live. And from here, I'm going to turn the show over to Jason, let him talk about his SmackDown Live uh, incident. And then we are really going to go in on the dirt sheets because it's all relevant to this discussion. So. SmackDown was a ton of fun. I went with my wife. We opened and it was going to, we knew walking in, it was going to be weird because the news about Vince just retiring and, you know, why he's retiring and everything is out there. And we're like, okay, this is going to be weird. Um, but we went in and Steph comes out and she cuts the promo of blah, 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 blah. You know, this is a new era. Here we go. And Boston decided to, you know, start the thank you Vince chance. And she's like, oh, my gosh, you're stepping on my toes, you know, blah, blah, blah. She says a few more things, and then she says, all right, let's start a chant. Thank you, Vince. Thank you, Vince. So when I was done looking at my phone after that part, because um, I, I, I couldn't bring myself to, as much as I have a lot to say about, you know, folks – being difficult about the Vince McMahon experience. Um, yeah, I'm not going to sit there and, like, cheer for the guy. But, uh, but yeah, so that went on. That was interesting. And then we we went right into the show. You know, we had, I think, overall, it was a very, very good SmackDown. Don't get me wrong. It was a very, very good weekly show. One of the better ones this month. As a live attendee, the the pacing and the everything else was just the live aspects of it were interesting because at one point we had that uh, amazing um, excuse me it's 
uh, he fell right out of my head. Ludwig, uh, Ludwig pl- uh, fought. Shinsuke Nakamura in a match that easily could have been like an opening to mid-card match on like a good pay-per-view. That was a match that went way longer and way better than I thought it was going to. Um, And so that was a lot of fun. And we had, you know, we had all the all-stars show up. You know, Ronda was there and Liv was there. Um, but that was, I was going to say, the, there was a backstage segment where, I believe it was after or before the Kaiser match, there were like three backstage segments right in a row. So as a live attendee, it's like, okay, that's fun. Um, but overall, because we got that, I'll say it, pay-per-view quality match between Ludwig and um, Shinsuke, that, that was worth the price of admission right there. And then we also had the bonus of Pat... You know, Pat getting jumped by uh, Baron Corbin, and we had Brock show up, and we had um, all this stuff happen. It was a really, really fun show. Um, and because DJ uh, brought his daughter on last week, and she was absolutely delightful, and seeing everything through the eyes of a child, what we like to see on say on this show is, guys, watch this with a child or a nana. Well, we got the child's perspective last week. I brought my wife, who basically lives her life as a nana at this point. Um, you know, she <laughs> likes her wine. She likes her, you know, she likes to be left alone. And she likes all this, you know, same stuff that nana's like. And she's <laughs> as, she is as casual as you can get when your husband has a wrestling podcast. So... She asked, and she's unfortunately ill right now, so we can't bring her on the show, but she asked me to share her notes um, that the best parts of the show were, hang on, Ronda Rousey, Brock Lesnar. She would like, she, she would like you people to know (laughs) that we walked by the, uh, the merch stand then we walked by another one. Then we walked by the one that are section. Guess what all three of them had? Bella Twin shirts. And they were selling. Okay. So, nice. my, wife, my wife is one of the biggest Bella plans on the, fans on the planet. And she will stand, stand no Bella slander. And I will not either. Because, frankly, even if you don't like them, there is a whole bunch of women and children who are then children who are now probably adults who are watching this show who weren't before because of those girls. So God bless you, Nikki and Bree. My wife is one of them. So anyone who disrespects the Bellas, you just don't know entertainment in, in, in television. So, all right, that's cool. And then the last thing was um, she would like... Let's see here. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Oh, no, she just thinks it's hilarious that even... And that, that our record of seeing Brock is absolutely insane. Um, <laughs> the show, I mean, obviously he was advertised for this show, but like, seriously, guys, the show and even some of the shows he's advertised for that he might not show up at that suddenly, yeah, guess what? He shows up at. Um, but anyway, we love seeing Brock Lesnar and seeing him at any opportunity is fantastic. I did not see the Tribal Chief. Very sad. I don't. 
We the ones. Um, but <laughs> so, yeah, overall, SmackDown was an absolutely fantastic experience. Because I saw Brock live once. It was at a house show in Baltimore, of all places. Uh, one of the rare house show appearances he made, and he um, and Heyman was there too, and it was it was crazy, man. Like there's nothing like seeing him come out. Uh, it's it's insane, man. The 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 pop when that music hits. Yeah. It's just and just the the the, the shoot the like shiver that goes up your spine and yeah yeah. I, I'm lucky enough that I was at a random raw in Boston where I saw him f five the big show. Like granted that it, when he did it, it wasn't as cool of a thing as the first time he did it. He's done it a million times. Frankly, I don't care how many times that guy does it. I will pop for it every single time. Yeah. And that was just like a feat of mutant strength that I will never unsee. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and and Brock did this customary thing. He his match was on before intermission, so he could get on the plane and get the hell out of Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> James, have you ever seen Lesnar live? Yeah, I honestly cannot remember if I have or not. If I have, it would have been uh, in his initial run in like 2002 and all that type of stuff. It may it might have been like a a Raw or SmackDown or House Show back then. Uh, since he you know he came back after doing the UFC thing, I don't think I've ever seen him live. No. Yeah, I've never had the pleasure of seeing Brock Lesnar live. I was hoping maybe we'd get a little surprise at the Amway Center, but we did not. Um, but all in all, the SmackDown I attended was good. My daughter had the same kind of sentiment that Jason said. The pacing was a little odd when you've got a bunch of backstage segments and when you're in the arena live. She wanted more actual wrestling. I think my daughter would have had a better time at the NXT show. She had a blast being at a live WWE event no matter what. But I think she would have had a better time at the NXT show because it was literally almost match to match to match to match. And it was great wrestling, which is what she, she wanted to see. <laughs> nice. She's a wrestling fan, pals. A wrestling fan. Yeah. Rob, Rob, yes. I have a question. Yes, Did sir. that thing that you were talking about have anything to do with uh, any new championships? Uh, no, it did not. Okay, because okay. uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, AEW is apparently in unveiling a trios championship. Oh, good look! Oh, Just yeah. in time for Kenny to come back to win it with the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, I, I, can't, I don't. We're not even talking about that. Why don't we segue into the next segment yeah. here? And uh, Rob, why don't you get on with the surpriser? Rob promised us a surprise okay. before we went live, and uh, he was going to tell us, you know, in in the pre-show huddle. I said, no, let's surprise everybody live on the show so we can get some genuine reactions here, okay. Mister Rob, Minister of Truth, Deacon of Data, <laughs> the Father <laughs> of Facts and Figures. Here we go. Here we go. All right. So, Friday, of course, one of the big stories Friday was Brock Lesnar allegedly left the building and then he was back for the end of the show and all that kind of stuff. Well, we have a quote from somebody on the subject of walking out. And guess who this somebody is? Sasha Banks. uh, Nope. Is they Phil. Yes, our friend Philip Jack Brooks. Oh, oh I don't want to hear shit about what that dude has to say. <laughs> oh, oh no, I want to because if we're gonna beat it up, we're gonna beat it up tonight. Oh, oh. oh boy, this is this is good. This is the good stuff here. All right, so he was at a Comic Con thing and he was asked if anything's gonna change in WWE without Vince. All right, first, you think because he tweeted that I'm retired that he's not going to be hands on? 
Well, we know the answer to that now, don't we, Phil? Um, but here we go. Here, here is the money quote. Okay. I don't think the culture there changes at all. It is what it is. I'll put it to you like this. Oh, boy, the people are going to be really mad about this, but fuck it. Mercedes and Trinity leave. Great using the shoot names there. Um, they announced on SmackDown that, gosh darn, we are so disappointed in them. They really let our fans down. Brock splits, comes back, obviously. I think he worked the show. Where is Michael Cole saying Brock really let these fans down? Okay, Phil, Brock. He didn't leave yet. Okay, first of all, first of all, we all support Sasha and Naomi. Let's get that out of the way first. Yes. 100%. 100%. Brock was on the show. <laughs> okay. We, hang on. One more. One more. Because I need to stress this. If you are not happy at your job, if you are unsatisfied with what you are getting, if you just can't stand it anymore, please walk out of your job. I support you 100%, whether it be the World Wrestling Federation or 7-Eleven. If you're not happy, quit. So we support Sasha and whatever they're doing. And, like, they're not happy, so walk away. That's totally fine. But anything that comes after that, Phil. <sighs> oh, but, but, oh but, but wait, there's more. There's more. Uh-oh, there's more. Mm. Oh, well, there's always more with Phil. You sound is, like the ShamWow guy right now. But wait, there's yeah. more. There's more. <laughs> if there's one thing that Phil is as good at as being a hypocrite, it is making things about himself. I knew uh, that. Yes. Oh, yes. 100%. When I quit in 2000 and oh, whatever. Oh, in fact, here it is. Here it is. I walked out. They went on TV and called me a quitter. Because you were. Because you walked out on your contract, dude. Okay. And wait, wait, wait. There's more. Oh, this is better. Okay. Um, okay. What's changed? What's the difference? You're going to attack these poor women who had enough and walked. They have bigger balls than everybody there. I, I will agree with them on that. What's changed? There's nothing much that has changed. There's people that talk about it and people who do it. The people no, 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 no. He <laughs> Unfortunately, he's not complimenting Sasha and, and, and uh, Trinity because you know what he's doing? He's using their situation to elevate himself. Yeah, Sasha and Mercedes have balls. You know who else walked out on Vince McMahon? This guy. Yeah, you know who else been crawling fucking back when he said, maybe this company would be better when Vince McMahon is dead. And I have no contract right now. And I walk to the back and Vince McMahon hands me a contract for a couple million dollars and you fucking signed it. Philip Brooks. Uh, 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 there's more. There's, it's not over. It's not over. Okay. The people who lick the boots... And they have the audacity to say that about those two women. Fucking cowards and bootlickers. Okay. This shit is ridiculous. Why didn't they do it to Brock? They did it for me. Oh, but here, oh, here's the best part. Okay. So he makes it about himself again. But then the final part of the quote is none of my business. Phil Brooks is not a good person. No, not at all. Yeah, the, the more I hear, the more I read, the more I see. 
Vince, WWE, Hunter, that whole thing, they were not the toxic end of that relationship. Giving that guy a a fucking year-long title reign is one of the biggest mistakes this company's ever fucking made. 1,000%, man. My God, man. If that dude just sat around and wasn't like, I'm going to take my ball and go home, not to mention the first time you took your ball and go home, Vince walked up to you with a contract with a bunch of zeros, and you were like, okay. But, you know, that's neither here nor there, Mr. Principles. It bought him a nicer house to take his ball back to. Oh, and by the way, by the way, our, you know, our, our captain, uh, Greg DeMarco, has said, you know, more than once that Phil would have gone back to the WWE last year had they offered him the same money that Tony did. As the saying goes, they yeah. all bend the knee. All right. And you know, so you Greg, know why? You know why um, WWE didn't offer him the same money? He is not worth it. And they don't need him right now. They don't need him anymore. They don't need him, DJ. They didn't need him ever. No, he was a nice addition to the roster at the time. And I'm I'm not going to sit here and bullshit and say I wasn't a CM Punk fan because I was. I was all on board for CM Punk. It's it's afterwards with it because you, yes, you get a couple of good years of the summer of Punk and you bring some of these folks back who like Ring of Honor and blah, 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 blah. But then the catastrophic bullshit that happened with all you you people after that guy left and shit his pants several, several times about like, oh, they weren't nice to me. And I went to the doctor and the doctor said, Doug, I, I am out of sympathy for you when you have a billion year long title reign when guys like, I don't know, Ricochet get shit. Like, I, I have no sympathy for you. You outkicked your coverage by about 700 yards, dude. You look like a dude who should be pumping my fucking gas. All right. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow, Jason, tell us how you feel. <laughs> you tried to poison the greatest wrestler of all time. You tried to... Fuck his career over because you were old and washed and not useful anymore. And you were just, oh, my back hurts and this and that. I don't give a shit. You tried to shut him down. And guess what? He's main eventing his 90th WrestleMania this year. And you didn't get one. Suck it, Phil. Well, that's a shit promo for the evening. That's an all-timer right there, pal. That is. Yeah. Wow, that's that's a hell of a rant there. I think that may that may that may actually top Rob's Cody Rhodes ain't shit rant. I, I tell you what, uh, the next time I look at that Miz talking smack promo, I'm gonna get that recommendation. You may also like <laughs> yeah. Jason just calling him a gas. He should be filling my gas. Wow. Because uh, pumping so my fucking gas was so the actual. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dear God. Um, yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, look, my thing with Phil is, you know, this is a guy, in addition to trying to torpedo Roman Reigns' career, this is a guy who also insinuated that he had MRSA and they were making him work with MRSA. And he insinuated. Yeah, exactly. For years and years and years, he insinuated that he had been forced to work with MRSA. And then and that, when he had to get on the witness stand and say it under oath, what did he say? What did he say? He said, oh, no, I didn't have it. 
And, and and also, what did he say under oath, Rob? What did he say under oath of federal court? Oh, CM stands for Chick Magnet Punk. What a, <laughs> God I mean, bless. I mean, Man, what a mess. So let's speak a minute for about the Brock Lesnar thing because the dirt <laughs> sheets, the dirt sheets ate a Ooh. shit sandwich. And this goes back to I've said this multiple times on this show. When it comes to wrestling news with a Z and the dirt sheets, it ain't about being right. It's about being first. And these mm-hmm. guys ran at 759 with the story that Brock Lesnar had walked out on SmackDown and wasn't going to be there because of the news that Vince McMahon retired. Now, let's stop for a minute, and let's just pause with the words, Vince McMahon retired. Do you think Vince McMahon woke up Friday morning and said, nah, fuck it, I ain't going to work, and I'm not telling anybody. I'll tell Stephanie she can make the announcement. Like, if you think for a minute that Brock Lesnar showed up to work Friday night completely unaware that Vince had planned on retiring and had announced his retirement that day. If you full-on believe that, please go watch the Root Beer Show on Wednesday nights. Please. I beg you. Eight, walk away from WWE. 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock, Wednesday nights. Wednesdays. TBS. Every fucking day. You'll love it. Have a good time and go, for, go, go nuts. For whatever reason, if Brock, I, I believe something may have happened. Well, either he got... Pissed about something. He needed to go take a walk. He just needed to clear his head. Something may have happened. That much may be fact. However, these guys ran with the story before the show was even airing. And by the end of the night, Jason, what did we get? We got Brock So let this be a lesson to the dirt sheets and anyone out there that thinks that they're dropping news. The show ends at 10 p.m. How about you break the news at 10.01, 10.02, 10.05, not 7.59, not 8.05, not 8.30. How about you wait until the story goes to completion before you guys run something and sound like a bunch of jackasses? Because that's exactly what happened. And then the best part <clears throat> was they tried the old variation of, hey, plans change, pal. Saps out oh, here God. running his oh, own they co- narrative. They coaxed him back. They coaxed him they, back. They, they talked him into coming back. They coaxed him back. So no bullshit. Shut up, shut up. You all look like idiots. You all look stupid. You Alvarez, Meltzer, the whole damn lot of you, sound like a bunch of morons because you reported something as news with a Z that wasn't even news, and by ten o'clock was irrelevant and false. Also, Rob brings up an excellent point. The night it happened, guys, he was on the Pat McAfee show what two months ago saying about all of his anxiety issues and all these things like that. Like, the dude goes out there, runs a promo, and then goes and runs into his trailer and just has to, like, shut down and meditate for 20 minutes so he can just get back to zero. So, Rob, if you want to take off there. Sorry, I stole your thunder. Oh, no problem. Uh, well, because well, I tweeted that, um, well, he has seri- serious anxiety issues. And I can tell you my daughter has serious anxiety issues. So does mine. And it doesn't take much even for her, for her to shut down okay right. and so now this guy come and <clears throat> so he comes to work and let's say events did talk to him beforehand still he gets to work and then it you know it dawns on him well damn um it, I, I i only deal with two people here paul and vince and vince isn't just not here tonight vince is gone well right? rob just just walking by gorilla it's like 
fuck, there's a different dude in that chair. Like, well, what? Like, this is this doesn't even make sense. Like, because honestly, Vince is a fixture in that friggin' chair. Yeah, and now, and and again, he's like, he's not just absent for the night because that's happened before. Vince has missed shows, right. but now he's gone, and so well, you any serious change in your normal routine, Vince gets just sprung. I mean. And look, he might have just said, "Okay, cool, no problem." At first, but then when you get there, and then the shit is different. Yeah, and the it, reality it, of it all sets. And in. then it's different permanently. And even if it's just like, "Oh wow, shit, I need a minute to process this." You know what? I'm gonna go down the street to Five Guys. I'm just gonna get burger. Yeah. And like, just shit, I need to process this. But it, but yeah, you guys don't need me till like nine fifty-five anyway. So I'll be back way before that. Or even if, or even if he did just look around and say, "Man, fuck this," right, and and leave. Even if he did do that, right, if he looked around and said, "Oh man, fuck this," and walked out, if 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 you got anxiety like that, that is a perfectly normal response. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but they paint the picture as if he was like throwing tantrum backstage or something. Like, yes, you you would think that they asked him to go out there and like job to Drew Gulak. Oh, Drew Gulak! Yeah, oh, right. got a Drew Gulak sighting. Right. I mean, you, I dude, mean, you not even a, dude, that dude's not even catching strays at this point. We're kind of aiming in that direction. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> aiming like, right at him. I mean, you would think that they that they ask him to go out there and, and job to Drew Gulak in thirty seconds or something, yeah. and he was like, "Are y'all fucking crazy? Fuck you guys! I'm going home. Fuck everybody!" Right? I mean, that's how they make. That's right. how they painted. That's the yeah. picture that they painted. Okay. When in reality, more than likely, and then of course, then they tried their way of covering it. Was like, well, he did leave the building, and he did come back. And yeah, his fucking trailer is outside the building, you dummies. So yeah, yeah. his car leave? Did his trailer leave? Right. No, probably not. And so it is very possible that he just he got there, and shit was too different for him than how it had been for ten years, and he was just like, man, fuck this. And stepped out, and then Paul or whoever just you know hunted him down. I was like, look, man, I know, I know this is some new shit we got you got to deal with here. I know, but it's okay. It's gonna be okay. You know, we're gonna be fine. Okay. Yo, dude, just come back and suplex the dude a couple of times, and we're out of here. Yeah, and, and 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 here's the thing. Okay, they never finished. They didn't report the rest of the story. What if he, what if he did throw a tantrum? We don't know because they stopped talking about it. Yeah, well, that's the problem because that's how you know they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Because as soon as they said, "Oh, Brock Lesnar," you know, he left, and they're with their language and their verbiage, they're implying that he threw a tantrum or he's upset with Vince and blah blah, not being there and all that good stuff. But hey, guys, if Brock left, he's upset. Vince is gone. And blah 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 blah. Well, well. We can't really do anything because he showed up at the end of the show and kicked the shit out of theory and kind of did what he was probably supposed to do the whole goddamn time. So we can't really report on the fact that, ah, uh, so okay. Uh, yeah, you just, we, you can trust us, right? We know what we're talking about. Fucking idiots. Yeah, and, um, and so go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, you, we haven't given you much of a chance to talk here, Jay. So, so please. It's go, all, go. it's all good. I, I I wanted to point out a couple things. So, like one, they I don't know if they tried to directly quote him or they said that the word was he said that if he's gone, I'm gone. So, like, not only did they say that he walked out, they also tried to paint a picture, like you said, of they're they're painting it in this negative light that he's all distraught and all upset. 
and and he's freaking out and he's throwing a tantrum and all this stuff. So it's loaded reporting. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're not just saying something to give some information out there. You're wanting to put a perception out there that the biggest star in this company is all freaked out because Vince isn't there anymore and he's going to sabotage the show and and all that other stuff. Uh, Second biggest star. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Second biggest star. The one. Yes. No problem. (laughs) No problem. Uh, It's just, it's really loaded reporting. And then here's the thing with all these things and when they get this stuff wrong and why it always, and why they're always like, well, I don't know why everyone's always in our mentions and stuff like that. If you would just say, Hey man, somebody told us that he walked out. We reported it. Apparently he didn't, you know, whatever, but no, they turned into the, Oh, well he did walk out, but uh, they just, you know, sweet talked him into coming back. Look, Bubba, if Brock Lesnar wants to do something or not do something, absolutely no one on earth is talking him in or out of doing anything he wants, right? So if he left, if he was pissed off enough to leave, he's gone. He's not coming back in just two hours, right? Uh, right. It, so like I said, all these things, they just, they're so insistent on trying to be right <laughs> that they'll never, like, They'll never show any humility in the fact that when they are wrong and when they are caught being wrong. I, I and I t- you know what? I'll tell you what. I'll give the biggest devil his due. Uh, when Dave thought that Roman's line to theory was about Johnny Gargano, <laughs> oh. he he Dave to Dave's credit, and that's probably one of the maybe five times in my life I'll ever say that phrase. He did tweet, wow, that was really stupid of me. I really screwed that one up. What a dipshit. Like, he called himself a dipshit. Because his notifications probably went through the fucking roof. Yeah. I'll I'll give him a little bit, a little, 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 little bit of credit. Because that line specifically, it could go a couple of different ways. Obviously, in kayfabe, he's... Austin is attached to both Johnny and Vince. So it could be a double entendre. It could be a, you know, he could could have made it more. But for Roman, there's enough cover that he could just be like, oh, yeah, I I was talking about Johnny. I don't know what he was talking about. I don't know. What I liked about that promo, and AEW needs to take a lesson here, it was inside baseball done right. Yes. Like, it really was. Like, AEW tries the old inside baseball, and it's just, you know, fed bad. Vince didn't love us enough, and it's garbage. This was definitely, you know, Roman addressing Vince and addressing the Vince situation without directly addressing the Vince situation, and I thought it was awesome. It fits fits Roman's character and tells the story with theory. Like, Roman thinks he's bigger than the company, so of course he's going to be bigger than Vince, too. Yep. So it's him and talking shit to, to theory. It works for the characters. Yeah. And on a meta sense, there's a little, little bit of a hypocrisy there for <clears throat> one Mr. Roman Reigns. Yeah, I'll say it. I don't care. I'm his biggest fan on the planet. And I'll still say he, yes, he was Vince's chosen one. So we're all the best ones. So, yep. <laughs> so, so let's get into really the only thing that, is news of in the wrestling world. Uh, 
last Friday night or last Friday morning around, I don't even remember what time of day it was. It was like late morning. Vince McMahon put out a statement on Twitter stating that, you know, at 77 years old, it's time for me to step down, time for me to retire. And, you know, this is in the wake of a whole lot of stuff that we don't, I don't know if we need to go down that well too much tonight, but obviously because it's all relevant and the timing and all is, is suspicious. Um, you know, Vince McMahon, longtime, you know, WWE owner, head of creative, the, 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 the man that runs the whole thing has officially stepped down. And we are living in a post Vince McMahon era. And the word Jason used about 15 minutes ago was surreal. And, and that to me is surreal because, you know, Vince McMahon was part of my, you know, late teen, early teenage, you know, younger childhood. Um, on into adulthood with the, you know, the attitude era and ruthless aggression and everything like Vince McMahon has always been a fixture. And, you know, that, that came with its controversies and things like that. But when I think about it now, I'm like, and we've talked about this on this show a little bit. And Jace, I'm going to start with you. What does a post let's, let's go with what the, the internet, um, I don't know how I put it, the legend of Vince McMahon. You know, we hear we hear talk about how Vince doesn't like these words used on WWE television, all the little Vince nuances that everybody hates him for. Um, in a post Vince McMahon WWE, Jace, do you see any changes there, like significant changes to some of the creative process? I think you may see some subtle light type changes. So I think a company as large as they are is going to generally operate based off of uh, numbers, statistics, trends, uh, projected data, all that type of stuff. Uh, so they're going to operate in a business sense that way. So I think more so the changes we won't even see. It'll be more like internal structure, like what's your what's your day look like when you show up to the arena? Uh, how do the writers interact with the wrestlers? How do the writers interact with Triple H? What does the writers room look like? Uh, all that type of stuff we won't ever see, but I do think there probably will be a few different changes like what you're talking about, uh, whether it's different types of verbiage. You know, you may not hear medical facility anymore. You may actually hear hospital. Uh, you may hear belt more than championship. Uh, and I think that's just more of a, a philosophy of, of how you want to tell your stories or just how you want to present your product or whatever. I don't think... I, it's annoying to folks, I guess, and especially to anyone who it's a it's a good, easy, fed bad ammo or whatever. But like, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just different. So if right. different, if there's a different person kind of heading everything up and filtering everything, he may be a little more lenient as far as like, hey, the finish line's here. I don't care how you get there. Just get there. You know what I mean? Uh, whereas Vince is going to be like, the finish line's here, and you're going to take this path, and you're going to use this vehicle. And, you know, we'll get there when we get there. So I can see, I don't think we'll see a big overhaul of like NXT black and gold is going to be on Raw and we're going to have Gargano versus Cole for 45 minutes on the main event and they're going to kick out of uh, six different finishers and stuff like that. Like, we're not going to see that. It's still going to be kind of the same TV shows we, we've been seeing, maybe just with a little bit less, uh, maybe branding, I guess is the word there. Okay. Jason, what about you? What do you think? I think we'll just see a slow peel back of some of the Vince-isms. Mm -hmm. um, I think you're going to see in a couple of months, 
you'll see. Oh, Triple H tore the script up again. Um, I think you'll see some of that stuff's going to be around because it's live television. That's yeah. just what it is, guys. Um, I don't think a lot is going to change in terms of the structure of the company itself and the way they operate, frankly, because they've been getting that stuff in line with how they want it since Nick Khan was on board. Right. So I think that anything that <clears throat> any crazy changes or same changes that we perceive as crazy, crazy in the next couple of months were probably already in the works anyway. And also, because this investigation with Vince and that led to his retirement as, you know, was started by the board, I, they've known about this for a while, guys. They've known about this way longer than the Wall Street Journal. And mm-hmm. they've certainly, the Wall Street Journal has long known about it longer than Sean Ross Sapp. So I think we're going to see the fallout of, uh, of stuff that they already knew about. Um, but so yeah, that, that I don't think much is going to change. I, like Jace, I think it's verbiage, it's um, moving a few things into the modern era. I can't even think of examples at this point, but I'm sure there's a few, you know, just stupid little nuances that we're going to change. Um, but yeah, for the most part, the train keeps on chugging, man. Rob, what do you think? Uh, okay, so I think for the most part, it'll be the same. I think, you know, some of the communication issues that people have talked about, I think Hunter will at least try to do better there. Um, and he probably will to some degree. And as far as the, you know, the stuff about the scripts and all of that, um, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they just, if, you know, the scripts now were just them actually using everything that the writers give them <laughs> instead yeah. of, instead of, you know, Vince taking a, you know, battle axe to it every, you know, um, yeah, so, they'll, they'll still have scripts. They're, they're but... going to have scripted, scripted promos are not going away because they're on live television. They got sponsors, they got all these people and they're going to have scripts because of that. Okay. If for no other they don't reason, want they don't want Pizza Hut to suddenly you know drop their sponsorship because of stupid shit they do. I right. don't know. Whoa, who does that? Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but so they're going to have scripts there because it's live. You know, they're on live TV. Like I said, they got sponsors and all that. They have to not piss off. And also, there are people on the show who need a script. Okay. There it and, is. And we and. We don't really know who those people are. Because right. remember, okay. remember, Dwayne Johnson, the regarded as one of the best promo people of all time, had a script writer, Mr. Brian Gerwitz. Gerwitz, yeah. Yes. Gerwitz. Okay. Yeah. Wrote all of his stuff. Okay. And so if Dwayne Johnson was not too good for a script writer, then you know, insert name here is not too good either. Okay. Nope. And you don't know who needs a script. We don't know because, I mean, pe- there are people who do talk about the process and all of that, but, you know, we have no idea who there just cannot come up with anything to say. Right. We don't know who those people are. Okay. We don't. 
and the people you think are just you know freewheeling it they may be they aren't some of them some of those people are not and some of the people who you may think are dumb as a box of rocks might be out there freewheeling it okay you don't right. know you have no idea because you're not there okay yeah. now um now i think you know now if we check back in five years there will probably be a couple of things that have changed dramatically if we check back in five years yeah okay if we check back in two weeks hell no okay and yeah. um and one thing i have to just you know pour some major cold water on some of the fun happy fun time people have been having on the twitter timeline no hunter is not going to call back all of your favorite people who got released that was going to be the next part hunter of this segment that i wanted to get into because the the the, the fan masturbation has already started no, like just stop like we don't even have to go that far into it guys he was the CFO, he's the head of NXT, he's the this, he's the that for the last, like, what, eight years minimum? Yeah. So, guys, guess what? He was in on those decisions. Yeah, it wasn't mm -hmm. like Vince called him and said, hey, uh, I just want to let you know that we just let go of, uh, you know, Aleister Black, and uh, we're going to let yeah. go of Keith Lee tomorrow, and Mia Yim's going with Keith Lee. We're getting her up out of here, too. Uh, yeah, we don't need him. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not like it happened. Oh, by the way, that uh, that carry and cross guy, yeah, he's out of here. Sorry, Hunter. You know what it actually like was? That, guys. You know what it actually was, and this is gonna hurt your feelings. Vince called him, said, "Hey, yeah, that carry and cross guy, it's just not working out. I don't know. What do you think? You want to try it?" And then and then Triple H said, "Cut him loose." Yep. And Sorry, Will Will Mahoney brought this up on the timeline, and I shared it with you in the uh, in the Discord chat. Things are going to get real interesting in, say, six months to a year when there's this swath of talent that's released under Triple H's watch and Stephanie's watch. And Twitter, man, it, Twitter's either going to be real fun or real shitty, depending on your perspective on that day. Yeah, because, <laughs> look, and I, one of my, I responded to Will, and basically come next year when they start to really when they start to call up the 2.0 kids when they when they start calling up the first batch of 2.0 people next year and they have to make room for those 2.0 people yes yeah, so next year when mandy and the girls come up when maybe carmelo comes up um when you know we can just we can run through a bunch of other names but when cameron grimes comes up you know um when people like that start showing up next year, if not sooner, they're not going to keep everyone who's there right now on the main right. roster. It's not going because the because all right, I know that they said budget cuts for releasing all of those people, but and that's the official reason. And yes, they were cutting money from the budget by releasing all of those people. Yes, that is true. What? But they got rid of us. Budget cuts does not mean we can't afford you. It means you are not in our budget. Exactly. Right. And so basically, they cut they cut all of those people because they didn't need all of those people. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, you know, so whoever your favorite is that got released, Hunter would not have prevented that from happening. Okay. Because they had to, because they made a decision, we need to cut this number of people. And the, the truth of the matter is the roster was way too damn bloated. And we've been through this before. Y'all complain about people being stuck in catering. 
but then when they release people, you get mad about that too. Um, and so the roster was in that roster in 2018 and 2019 was ex- extremely bloated, and they didn't need half of those people. And once they start moving the 2.0 kids up next year, the, it's the, going to happen again. Yes. Seriously, when half, almost half the roster, Rob, Rob did the math one time. We were like perilously close to half of the roster didn't make it on TV. Aside from things that they didn't, they just needed bodies for. Battle Royals and Lumberjack matches and this and background and whatnot. Featured matches or roles or things like that. Like a half or like a little less than half of the roster wasn't getting used. Right. Insane. And look what that's. Go ahead. Oh, look what it's taken for, for them to, to go deep into the roster like they have this summer. Look what it took. It took yeah. Sasha and Naomi walking out. It took Randy Orton getting injured. It took Cody getting injured. And it took Charlotte taking a break to get married. Right? It took all of just for them to go deeper into the roster this year. It took all of those things. Right? It yeah. took Big E getting injured. Right? Yeah. I mean, so I mean, you have almost almost 10 regular people either left, took a break, got injured. It took all of that for them to go deep into the roster this year. Okay? And to uh, be fair, the, the roster that they've dipped into has stepped up. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. Uh, Liv Morgan, Riddle, I mean, Theory, these, these people are stepping up and they're doing what WWE expects you to do. They expect you to be able to perform under pressure, perform in these intense situations in case we need you. And, yeah, and every and, single one of them has stepped up. And uh, Rhea Ripley got hurt also. She was just about to have a paper. Yep. Match she got yep. So yep. Um, you took, so we're almost at 10 regular names, people who have, people who work pay-per-views, people who work WrestleMania matches, we're right? We, on all, every all, single week. And almost 10 of them were, had to be gone for them to go deeper into the roster this year. That's like, that's like the last three months, the 10 of them went down. Yeah. yeah, and so, yeah. So, so before they didn't need no, they didn't need half of those people. They didn't need the people, the you know, those people that they kind of released that, that we thought maybe a little too quickly after the draft last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what? Look, we got mad when they released Hit Row. They didn't need Hit Row. They didn't. Okay. No. We didn't, we didn't like they got released, but they didn't need them. Okay. Um, yeah. They didn't need, they released, people mad they released Tegan Knox. They didn't need Tegan Knox, okay? They didn't need, um, you know, you can run through a whole bunch of other names, right? And look, we hated when they released Keith and Mia. Well, you know what? They didn't need them either, okay? No. That's, that's the sad truth. We love Keith. We wish he was there to fight Roman and to fight Brock. But you know what? They're going to they're gonna be okay without him. They have not missed I'm a not, beat without Keith. Uh, um, again, let's, let's stress that these are not people that we consistently shit on. No. Keith Lee was on all three of all four. Jace, I'm going to include you because uh, I think this is true. All four of our shortlists for guys who will beat the tribal chief. Yes. And like, there so was a point in time where I think Lee... we're taking any pleasure in that and saying they didn't need them or we don't like Keith right. Lee, Mia Yim. No, you it, could not be further than the tribal For me, Keith Lee was the list. And and you know it was, what? It was, it was him and Big E. That was it for me. Yep. yep. And, and now he, it's just Big E. And I, I'll, I'll so specify. I can't wait for Roman to get the three, 13, 13 days when me and Rob are at, and DJ are at WrestleMania Philly, WrestleMania 40 in Philly, 
when Roman is just crossing the threshold of 13, uh, 1,313 days as universal champion. Now, let me, let me specify. Okay, do they miss the Keith Lee that was at the Survivor Series and at the Royal Rumble? Do they miss that Keith Lee? Yes. Yes. Do they miss the Keith Lee that we had yes last year after COVID, after the heart problems? Bearcat? Do they miss Bearcat? No. They no, don't. they don't. Um, you know, and I, look, they could have, you know, could Mia Yim would have been great to fill in on SmackDown during these couple of months here. Mm-hmm. But you know what? They made it through. All right. And they did it. Okay. But it's just, they're not calling all, they're not going to just, I know we're rambling here. And Hunter's not calling your favorite people to come back. Okay. There might be one or two, but you know, he's not calling all of those folks back. And if we want to be honest, he's more likely to call back somebody like Braun to come work a pay-per-view match. Yeah. Okay. Braun, Braun will end up being a once in a while attraction. He'll, he'll, he's more likely to call Braun to come work a one-off pay-per-view program or something than he is to call back, you know, all your favorite people who got released. Okay. Um, he's more likely, and I'm gonna go ahead and say it. If she's able to go again, he's more likely to call back Nia Jax. Probably. So let let me ask you this, Rob, you can bring back one of the people that's been released in the last three years, just one, which one would you bring back? Man, well, because all right, we're not well, because some of these people they have, you know, because like I said, Nia Jax's knees are shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Braun has knee problems and everything, so um, he might just not be able to work a full schedule anymore. Um, just one person, just one. Did they release in the past three years? Yeah, Mickey James. Okay, she's a, she's a name. She's a name. She's a name. You all can, right. All right, Mickey James, I'll take it. You can plug you can plug her in a pay-per-view match any month. You can She's a good hand, man. That's it. You can put her on No, no, no. Listen, hear me out. Hear me out. You can plug her in a pay-per-view match whenever whenever you need her. And she has name value. You can put her on TV whenever you need her. Yeah. Okay. 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 The word is reliable. You're right. Yeah, okay. If if you need that, yes. If somebody okay, because, because all these other people, they all they either got injury problems, or the general public didn't care about them as much as the internet cared about them. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, they got other issues that would have gotten in their way, being successful on the main roster, and you release them. There is no point in if they got the same issues that they had when you released them. There ain't no point in bringing them back. Okay, because it's going to be the same thing all over again. All right, now, now, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll throw one another name out just because I'm I'm biased and I like to keep my queen happy, uh, Mr. Andrade. Okay. Oh my! Oh, uh, I, you know what? I'm going to okay. cut you off. I'm muting you. Where are we at? Where's the mute? Okay, that's it. Okay, <laughs> okay. You know, if I was the boss, and she said, you know what? Could you give him another? You know, he, he's ready to come back. You know, what do you think? I'd say, you know what, okay. You know, but, like, you, like you said about the last list of names, quite frankly, they didn't need Andrade either. And that's no. not a knock. I like Andrade, but they haven't missed a beat without him. No, and that's, you know, I would, yeah. So, yes, my, my one, one name to bring back would be Mickey James. All yeah. right, Jace, what about you, sir? Well, uh, if it was a just one name, I'd probably say Bray because I feel like he's talented enough to do just about anything. I want to specify Bray. And not the fiend, because while the fiend was cool, they 
totally backed themselves into a corner with it, and it just doesn't it doesn't work in a wrestling setting. It probably would work in like a comic book setting or a comic book movie, but in wrestling, not so much. Even though it's kind of cool, it's spooky, and all that type of stuff. Uh, but if it was just an act, if I can get technical and get away with one, I would hundred percent say the Iconics. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Jason, what about you? Uh, it, he literally stole mine. The Iconics and Adam Cole. And, okay. And I don't care how, how mad you get about Adam Cole and whatnot. I think he would be doing, I don't care how much older he is. I understand why they're pushing Austin Theory. He would, and Austin Theory, as we've said on this podcast, regardless of how you feel about him, is doing a fantastic job. Adam Cole will be doing a better job just four inches shorter. So, And about so, 70 pounds lighter. Yeah. Well, right, but he will be doing a better job, and I honestly think it would sell the more of like, hey, Brock, hey, Roman, I'm an asshole, and I'm going to cash in on you guys. And, like, they look at him and they're like, dude, you're 180 pounds soaking wet. And then when he wins, that makes it even worse and better. So, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, Adam Cole and the Iconics was just, maybe they got, I don't know, maybe they wouldn't come back at this point, but I would at least give them a shot and say, hey, we can do the, the same thing I said when they left. We can put you up as a tag team whenever you want, and then we could have Billy, the incredible talker, Talk for Peyton, the really friggin' good wrestler. Okay. Uh, yep. For me, right right out of the gate, I'm going to say Aleister Black. I was, di- like, I was big on Aleister Black, and I think with the right creative behind him, they could have done incredible work with that guy. I think the biggest mistake they made was not leaning more in on the supernatural, because that is definitely a supernatural character with some, with some teeth. And you, it's one of those situations where you could have done the supernatural and not backed yourselves into a corner like you did with The Fiend. Because The Fiend became just this murder clown. And mm-hmm. how do you stop a murder clown? At least with Aleister Black, there was the, the, the hint of supernatural, but there was still a bit of vulnerability there. Like, you can believe this guy, you know, taking a lick, taking a loss, and, and you, can, you can figure a wild way to make that work and make it believable. With The Fiend, as awesome as the, the, the whole presentation of The Fiend was, and I loved it. I loved everything that they did with The Fiend up until I realized anything that they do with this guy beyond him just murdering everybody is going to be garbage. And that's exactly what happened. But with Aleister Black, he didn't have that. Yeah, he should have had a, like, Slightly above Brock Lesnar, slightly above, like, peak Braun Strowman. That kind of, you know, Teflon, un, yeah. you know, invulnerability. But he shouldn't have had, like, Seth Rollins curb stomping him four times into concrete. And then he kicks out at one. It's just like, what are we even doing here, man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so let's, we probably should have led in with this, and I didn't think about it. I want to get everybody's initial reaction to the Vince news. Jason, I'm going to start with you. Let's, we know why he's retiring now, okay? That, that's out there. That's public knowledge, the, the whole investigation. But your initial response to the news that Vince McMahon was officially hanging it up, what, what were your first thoughts? 
Uh, I thought it was surreal because, like I, I've said several times, I think on the show, that dude was gonna die in the chair in Gorilla. Like, and and I don't think I've ever said this, but like five to ten percent of me did think if he had some sort of illness or issue or like legal issue or something or whatever where he suddenly has to go i'm probably done i knew it was going to be exactly that it was going to be the michael jordan unretirement in reverse sending the facts or the statement of just i'm back and that's exactly what it was he tweeted hey i'm 77 it's time i'm out of here see you later okay so i i it was still surreal that it actually happened but at the same time uh, obviously we knew it was on the table with all the legal and issues he's got going on whether feds are investigating him the board whoever um but we kind of knew it was in the air but it was still very surreal when i when i opened my twitter and i looked at that tweet i was like what the what really like you really you of all people it was, it was, yeah, it was incredible, but and I don't know. Yeah, incredible isn't the right word. I don't know. Surreal. Yeah. Surreal is yeah. the word I'm sticking to. Yeah. All right, Jace, what about you, buddy? Yeah, surreal definitely. It definitely was, had the thought of I, he would stop when he died type thing. I never thought he would quit working. I, I will say it, it did kind of lose a bit of its shock value given the fact that all the stuff had come out prior to that. So then when he announced it, you're kind of like, of course he did. Also, I wonder what is getting ready to come out, right? It kind of gave you that thought of, all right, it's definitely real. It's definitely bad. And there might be some worse stuff coming. Uh, so maybe kind of be prepared for that. But uh, it is definitely surreal. It's kind of, I liken it to um, like when Stan Lee passed away. So like for me, my childhood is forged by Stan Lee and George Lucas and Vince McMahon, right? They made all the stuff that I was obsessed with as a kid my entire life. So, like, Stan Lee passing away, it's just like, oh, okay, the guy that created it all is kind of gone, is what I like kind of gone, too. So I think with with WWE, it'll probably be a similar thing where you kind of you kind of almost forget that it was just pretty much created by just one man because it's just such a big global uh, Empire, it's just such a grand presentation and stuff like that. But it's definitely like, especially with the how he like when it first the allegations and stuff kind of first started happening, and he was kind of coming out and cutting those, you know, I dare you to get rid of me type promo things. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So you, you kind of thought you were like, man, is this crazy son of a bitch just to like ride this out and like kind of talk his shit, and go down guns blazing or whatever? But then he kind of retires. So that's kind of. That's kind of what gave me the initial the initial impression that like, oh, he's retiring. This is serious, and this is this is a this is a real deal here. I think right, I committed Robert. it to. Sorry, I think just to spin off what Jason said. I think I committed it to tweet or on this show. Um, but when he did the SmackDown and the Raw thing right in a row, I was like, he's saying goodbye. He's done. Yeah, Rob. What Good about call. you? What were your initial thoughts in that moment? Um, I was surprised, but okay. So I figured that, you know, with what had been announced up to that point, I figured he was just going to ride it out and beat it because Vince is beating everything. 
right? I mean, you know, I mean, they already put him in jail for the steroid thing, and his, his, you know, and we've been through that before. His top star, you know, ratted him out on the witness stand, and and still he's still, you know, he still beat it. Um, so I figured this was going to be like like in politics when, you know, if you can get through that first wave, and then if there if another wave doesn't come, then you you hang on. And so I figured he'd made it through the wave. Um, cause you know, and then, so when he, when he said I'm out, I mean, cause he went out like Odin in a uh, Ragnarok, just, Oh, hell is coming. Okay, boys. Here, <laughs> you guys can have it. <laughs> y'all got it. it. <laughs> hell is coming, but, uh, I got it. You know, I'm out of here. So y'all got it. Um, y'all be good. Yeah. Y'all be good. Um, but to be fair in this situation, it was basically hell is coming for me. So yeah. I got to get out of here. Yeah. Um, so for that to happen and for him to just go, then yeah, it was pretty clear. Like, okay, this is some, some, some real shit that's coming here and some real shit that he can't, he can't evade. Yeah. And then of course, then we find out that he, you know, 14 and a half million dollars. Jesus um, Christ. Um, uh, yeah. It's like four times what he paid for WCW. He paid for side ass. It's, yeah. Hey, and, it's his money. Well, 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 that's well, the question, though. It's it's coming. No, it's, it's, it's coming out that it's not. Yeah, it's not his money. Hey, sh- no, it's, it's all his money. He owns the company, right? Right. That's how it works. Ah. Not when you got shareholders, my yeah. friend. Playing yeah. a whole no. different ball game. But so, when um, you're the sole owner and all the money is yours, you can pay for side ass. When you've got investors yeah, and shareholders. Uh, yeah. Um, Honestly, I don't know when we're going to get to this, so I just want to editorialize this with just my own thought. None of my mindless friends have uh, any influence on this, but in the whole reaction to this, the hand-wringing, you look really fucking stupid. You do. Like, like if you're just like, oh, because let's, let's be honest, guys. We were dancing around it, but let's say it now. Vince is retired in the face of several sexual assault and, like, weird affairs and payoffs and mistress payoffs. Just some off-the-wall shit. He's retired in the face of that stuff. Guys, there's been stuff around about Vince McMahon for years and years and years. And most of it is pretty damn believable. And we've all, all of you, not just us, all of you, you people, have been like, oh, he's such a genius. He's created this. He's created the wrestling ecosphere. He's blah, 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 blah. Yay, he's kind of a hard ass when it comes to this and blah, blah, blah. But you guys have been thanking Vince McMahon for this, you know, thing, this whole experience when, you know, Snooka has been around and all these other stories and everything. And so now to suddenly just because, oh, it's it's current and it's real. One of the things they're talking about happened in 1991 and it was reported in like 1992. So stop being fake about it. The guy, the guy is a piece of shit and he's having he is on the first train to hell. Don't get me wrong. But to suddenly act like you're washing your hands of the man, shut up. Stop it. You're all fake and performative and it's bullshit. And yeah. And I look I'll add on to that that um and I said this in I think in the group chat that 
Um, Jerry Jones is very much the same guy. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. we, we just like, we don't have the formal allegations and the charges and all of that stuff, but there have been reports about him doing just all types of nasty shit. Um, yeah. you know, with, and allowing nasty shit to happen to women that work for the Cowboys Under. organization. Yep. Um, and, and that's not to excuse anybody for doing this stuff, but no. we are, we are very picky and choosy about when we get, you know, oh, so outraged. Um, and I'm guilty of that too. Look, I mean, look, we sat there and we watched some of that stuff that Vince McMahon approved for his television show. And, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, the guy who approved Choppy Your PP and Mae Young giving birth to a hand and Katie Vick and Hunter, you know, seemingly, yeah, that- de- seemingly, seemingly date raping Stephanie McMahon, um, the guy who approved all of that stuff. His daughter. Yeah, and so the guy, His daughter. the guy, the guy who approved all of that stuff, um, yeah, you knew he was the nasty man. Okay, okay, <laughs> you didn't know the details, but you watched that stuff, and once you knew that he was the, you know, the, the man behind all of it, once you knew that, you yes, you did put the two and two together and and come to the conclusion that this guy is just it, it, something ain't right with this guy, and but. You, you you didn't care, you didn't. Well, you didn't care because you kept. You, you didn't care. You kept watching. You didn't care. Um, you, just like you know, people we watch the NFL and NFL teams cover up. They cover up domestic violence. They they cover up sexual assault by the players. Okay, there are players with like multiple serial domestic violence cases, and they don't. We don't find out about it until somebody leaks it. Because the team covers it up, yeah. Okay, and then mm-hmm. yet when we find out after the team after it gets leaked, and we find out, we we're we're back the next Sunday. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's wrong as hell for everything he did. It finally yes. caught it finally caught up with him, and all that is true. Um, but one of the things I say on my own podcast a lot of times is no hands are clean. Um, yep. this and, is true. And and look, it's mm-hmm. so it's us for you know we we allowed it. Um, I think I said a few weeks ago, you know, everyone who every wrestler who signed more than one contract with that guy had and there what you know was around him enough to know that yeah, some this guy I don't know about all this guy, right? Um, and but you know all of our favorite wrestlers who've been there for more than five minutes, you know, could have. Shit, we know it as fans, dude. Like, yeah, so they the thing, so in the 80s it, and 90s in the business, there was like a don't ask, don't tell. You know, uh-huh. we just want to yeah. we just want to get paid. You know, the guy's paying us, hey, which totally understandable. Yeah, and that, that and that hasn't ended because look, I mean, they you know, they asked Roman did a today show and they, you know, somebody asked him about Vince today, and he's like, Hey, I got nothing, you know, I just wish him well in his retirement, he's been very good to my family. Yeah. And and you know what? And so all of your favorite wrestlers, okay, they grew up watching that man's product. Once they got into business, I'm sure they, they heard rumors, whispers, whatever from people who worked there. They went to work there anyway. And again, all of our favorite wrestlers have been there long enough to have 
chosen to stay. To stay. Okay. All of them. Okay. Roman, Seth, Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, the New Day. The they Usos, all signed multiple contracts. John Cena. Um, mm -hmm. You know, all of these, you can run down the whole list of names, including pe people who we think are like salt of the earth by the way they present themselves to us. Phil Brooks. Yeah. They all they all signed multiple contracts with Vince McMahon. Yes. Nobody's contracts. hands are clean. Right. So and 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 they were in the Mick Foley, who was about as, you know, Mick Foley, who is I guess about as moral a guy as there is out there, signed multiple contracts with Vince McMahon. If Mick Foley could get in the ring and work, he would he would go back there right now. He would. Okay. Yeah. Um so all That's of these guys sign. They've all been, you know, we we are all part of the problem here, and that's not just with wrestling; it's with it's with entertainment. Okay, um, you know, we we it, it just is. You know, look, look, we were waxing poetic about Top Gun a couple of weeks ago. Tom Cruise is a crazy man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Tom, yeah. one of my favorite actors. Yes. That is it. He is not one of my favorite people. He's not one of my favorite celebrities. He is not one of my I like the movies he is in, and that is where it ends. Yeah, and, but, and that's been the tragic, difficult part of being a lifelong WWE fan is that we have enjoyed a product that was the brainchild of a guy who has just quest questionable at best. You know, yeah. and, and, and that, that's, that's probably... More so than you know the, the stigma that goes with being a wrestling fan and watching that fake stuff. If you've been watching it long enough, I, like these allegations are of no surprise to me, and not because I was in the business or I heard anything, but because I just I one of them was from nineteen ninety one. Yeah, one of them was not new at all, dude. One of them from nineteen ninety one. I was six. Yeah. So you just you have to reconcile the fact that a maniac created this just thing that we love. And because some of it, because he was a maniac and because he had this vision, we enjoy this incredible form of entertainment because without him. And yes, I'm going to put him over a little bit, contrary to Jason's thoughts on him and you know my own thoughts on him as a person. And I'm going to put him over a little bit. He is the reason that anybody like AEW, TNA, NWA as it exists right now, it's the reason they're still interested in that because Vince kept what could have easily died a horrible death in 1986. Vince kept it alive. When and, did I live long? When did I say that Vince didn't Well, no, 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 you were just, no, 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 no. I said you were talking about him just being just a horrible person. And you're right. I just, oh, yeah. you know, there's, I, I'm not going to flat out. Okay, I see what you're saying now. I, see, I, see, I, what I'm saying, see what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to flat out thank the guy. I will say right. I have been sports entertained. And I said that on my on my Twitter. I put it out there after you retired. I quote tweeted him. I said, thank you. Um, you know, and, and I'm not one of the disingenuous ones. I, I genuinely have enjoyed, for the better part of almost 40 years, a yeah. product that an absolute lunatic has been in charge of. And I will continue with his family taking the taking the reins. 
I will continue to enjoy whatever they put forward until either the day comes where I look at it and say, okay, I've had enough. It's going in a direction that I cannot follow. Or they continue to go in a direction that I can follow and I continue to watch them until I die. So in in the in um so yes, you're right, and Vince is responsible for utterly basically everything that we have in the wrestling entertainment world right now. I totally understand the folks who you know don't want to give him you know, you don't need to put the guy over. And but at the same time, we've we've got to this point where wrestling has gotten here on the backs of some very dirty, dirty deeds and dirty businesses, practices and whatnot. So it and the the thing that on top of that that I get so mad about is the folks that those people who get, oh, how can you compliment Vince? How can you say nice things about Vince? Well, especially when it comes to the stars, like Roman Reigns. If Roman Reigns, like he said in that interview in passing, but even if you were to come out in a statement and say, thank you, Vince, you have been so nice to me, you've done right by my family, you have enriched my family, blah, 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 blah. Is he wrong? No. Vince McMahon changed that dude's fucking life. The dude was working at Rent-A-Center. The dude was recovering from leukemia. And his dad made a phone call. Hey, hey, old buddy of mine, can you give my son a, a, a tryout? Yeah. And he went on to that, and he became the biggest star in professional wrestling and ungodly rich compared to where he was 10 years ago. So, yes, you're going to be thankful for that fucking dude, especially when the whole family says you're not all your bitch at the worst, blah, blah, blah. I'm gonna so, yes, there are going to be people who are thankful for how Vince McMahon has changed their life. I'm sorry. I, there are people I, thankful how Donald Trump changed their life. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trigger, trigger Jason here. Did, uh, did, oh, did, Ro- did, did Roman have seven bucks in his pocket? No. No, he had less. He had zero, <laughs> and he had fucking cancer. So fuck you, Dwayne. All right, and listen, we, we can run down the list. Randy Orton was he a... He had a baby on the way. He had a baby on the way, Dwayne. Fuck you. Look, <laughs> we, had seven bucks. Look we, can, we can run down the list. Randy Orton was a Marine washout, okay? Yeah. Um, John Cena was a Coast Guard washout. Um, you know, you know, you know, my favorite women's wrestler was a you're doing real great, buddy, pr- personal trainer. Okay. Yeah, like not even like a CrossFit girl, just like a in the gym, like, yep, ten jumping jacks, you can do it, girl. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Um and now these... the greatest women's wrestler on the planet. Yes, thank you. And so Agreed. all of these folks, I mean, you can count on one hand the number of people who work there. Who, well, none of them were independently wealthy. None of them. Right. Um, and very few of them had like an actual career thing going on. Like maybe what Xavier Woods, maybe because he has the mm-hmm. PhD and all of that. Um, you know, and you know, so these I think folks, he famously told the story on the New Day podcast where he just kind of walked in and said, "Look, I, I hear you guys have a job." Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> you know? So every last one of these folks. 
yes, if they thank Vince McMahon, and look, I'm sure they have conflicted feelings, okay? Yep. But at the end of the day, they are not where they are without Vince McMahon's decision, without the decisions that Vince McMahon made about their career. So if one of them wants to say thank you, let it go. Okay, William, sure. you know, William Regal has said that Vince McMahon saved his life. Yeah. Do you expect yep. William Regal to come out and say, oh, that guy stinks? So, so would, would you got to think the good with the bad here, man. I'm, I'm not saying it's great that these things happen, but without Vince McMahon, we don't have William Regal. What do you think about that? Yeah. Now, those are his words. Yeah, that's, that's not. Exactly. No. It's not me, hyperbole or Rob, hyperbole. This is from the man himself. So, yeah. it is what it is, man. Yes, oh. this world is gross. This and, world is gross. And, yeah, this this world is. And, and that's what. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah. So at the end of the day, that's you know. So, I, the, the only thing I wonder is two things. Two things. One. I wonder what our truth's reaction was. Um, first and foremost, because that was one of the first things I thought of in the in the hours afterwards. I was like, "Damn!" Well, I wonder what our truth's reaction was. We'll find um, out in four years when uh, he finds out that Vince is gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my bad. He already retired. Oh, <laughs> hey Vince, that's Vince, on me. That's on me. Hey, Vince has been gone. Oh, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. That, that's on me. That's, that's coming. Yeah. Two. Yo, he's what the he's a, gonna do that. What yeah. does a Vince McMahon retirement look like? This dude is a workaholic. Like he he's admitted he's addicted to work. He doesn't know how to stop. We've all joked that this dude will die in gorilla. And I think we even made the joke that probably in his last will and testament is that he had an open casket memorial live on Raw right there at the at the top of the ramp. We've all joked about that. I wonder what a Vince McMahon retirement looks like. like does, he, does he go home and watch Netflix? Does he go down to the home gym? Does he spend the rest of his life working out in the home gym? Does the guy go to the Maldives? I, Jace, what do you think? I tell you what I hope he does is I hope that I see him shotgunning beers at a tailgate in Bloomington, Indiana, watching his grandson play football for my Indiana Hoosiers because ah. that would be rad as shit. Oh, there you but, go. Uh, there's a there's a retirement plan. Yeah, maybe him and Shane just out at the out at the football field slamming some What's slamming that? some beers. What's uh Shane kind of sick? Man? Declan. What's he play? Position. Uh he's a he's a running back, I think. Hmm. Declan James McMahon. He's an IU uh, football recruit. Okay. Love it. Yes. Well, honestly, retirement for him is probably just it's hard to even say because he's such a unique guy that's so different from everything else. Like retirement for us would be, we would just do whatever makes us happy for him. It basically seems like work makes him happy. So uh, maybe he plays with the grandkids. Maybe he, maybe he finally gets more than three hours of sleep a night. Who knows? Yeah. Jason, what do you think? I think honestly, he'll, he'll like Jay says, he'll, he'll be happy. He'll, Go and do what makes him happy. Obviously, he can't do much wrestling anymore, except for maybe sending Hunter a few texts about, hey, you should do this. <clears throat> so it's either that or just go be freaking pop-pop, man. Yeah. You're 77 years old. 
Go be Pop Pop and hang out with your grandkids and do what makes you happy. Hang out with your grandkids and bang women that aren't your wife. Just have fun, man. <laughs> he's been doing that. He's been doing the second part all along, apparently. <laughs> he didn't uh, need to retire to do that. Nope. <laughs> Rob, what do you think? Um, I mean, you know, the stories about him being such a workaholic seem, you know, such that it's hard to imagine him just hanging out at the house. Um, so I'm, he's going to go do something. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, don't know what it is. I, I can't see him just staying home and because I think if he, if he does that, if he, if he just stays home, then he might be checking out of here, you know, yeah, in a short time. I thought that too. A lot of people uh, that like spend so much time, like what was it? Uh, Joe Paterno, he's a coach, uh, for yeah. Penn State. And it, like it was within months after he got outed and had to leave, he was gone. Yeah, he he didn't last long. So I, I think he'll find he'll 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 find something to do, or <laughs> you know, or else yeah, I think he won't be long for this world. To be honest, I don't know what that don't know what that is that he'll find to do. But who knows? Uh, maybe he'll try to bring back the WBF with that insane. You know the guy with the machine gun shooting ninjas before he started posing oh. all of that. <laughs> I go um, pro, pal. Yeah, I um, go. Wait, I got it. So, is he still the majority shareholder? I was well, just about to get into that. I don't think he sold. He sold his shares. Well, he had. Uh, he had okay, to, so. <clears throat> oh, sorry, Rob. Go ahead. Well, he, apparently, there was some report that he had to forfeit something of that or something or other. Yeah. I All saw right. something. It was only like like point oh one percent of his total shares that he had to forfeit. So it was oh, like okay. insignificant amount. Right. So we shall see where that shakes out. He can still I, peripherally, from that regard, be involved in WWE. Like obviously he's going to go to shareholder. Know, he's nope. going to go to shareholder meetings. Ready? He's still technically on a technical basis. He still owns WCW. W. True. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Start, start another wrestling. That company. would be hilarious, and that would be amazing. Don't don't I'm tell me that wouldn't be awesome. That W. I've had that not WCW, but I've had that thought that that dude might actually try and reboot everything. Wednesday nights, baby. Let's oh, Tony, Tony Khan's head would explode. His nah. fucking head was full. <laughs> as soon as he had an announcement, he'd do the biggest line that he's ever done, and we'd, we'd be hearing about him on the 11 o'clock news. That fucking dork. <laughs> Let's go, Vinny Mac! <laughs> that, that, that would be funny. Um, that would be pretty funny. So uh, why don't we call the go-home spot there? Uh, we've run about two hours here. That's a, that's a pretty long show for us. Um, has anybody got anything in closing? Oh, we didn't. We didn't talk about SummerSlam. <laughs> no, you know what? We didn't. SummerSlam is this. We, man, we we can't do a three-hour show, guys. No, okay. The um, market will be in my yeah. DMs at, like in a hot minute. Like, what were you pals doing last night? Yeah. <laughs> so just so, um, no, just, we will we will not do it. But basically, all I'll say is we will do the SummerSlam wrap up next week. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Honestly, Everybody, um, hang on. Everybody, once around, starting with Jace. Who walks out of WWE SummerSlam as the WWE Undisputed Universal Heavyweight Champion? Jace, go. The Tribal Chief Roman Reigns does. <laughs> <laughs>
Rob, go. Roman Reigns. GJ, go. Tribal Chief. We the ones. We the ones, baby. Tribal Chief walking out of there. Otherwise, we're going to go come and beat up Triple H and Vince McMahon. So there's your there's your uh, SummerSlam preview, everyone. Right, yeah, that's our predictions. That was our predictions in really 37 is. and a half seconds. Because honestly, uh, actually, yeah. uh, one more one more quick go around. Austin Theory, does he cash in and does he does he successfully actually cash in and does he succeed in the match? No, he he just shoots. Uh, he just, I say he yes, shoot murdered. Succeeds. Yes, he succeeds <laughs> in handing it to the ref, and he is now in the triple threat or he's in before the match and they beat the shit out of him and restart the match or whatever i think he's going to successfully get the cash in off and he is going to fail the match jace what do you think he's going to successfully get the cash in started but then be thwarted by a returning john cena so he does not retain the briefcase no the briefcase goes away he does not win the belt because some nefarious John Cena actions. I love it. Rob, go ahead. Okay. Uh, he, yes, he catches in the briefcase. Um, let's not forget Dolph Ziggler has been like sneaking up on him and doing stuff to him for the past couple of weeks for whatever reason. And if uh, Dolph does it again and um, and then he gets shoot murdered by either by, by Brock and Roman. And, um, and I think that's that. And also... Um, Liv Morgan retains the title when the 13-time women's champion takes out Ronda Rousey. Oh, I'm here so for that. He got it in. He got it in. Oh, let's see me. That, was, I, that wasn't a. That was just Charlotte's going to be there. That wasn't like oh, Charlotte's going to okay. be there. He, he didn't go. He didn't go that deep into it. So uh, let's see. Okay. Yes, DJ, the, I'm going to see you in a second. Hold okay. on, DJ. So I'm going to say that. Uh, because I'm going to be more specific because I wasn't springing it on. I'm not being sprung on this with this question. So I will say that one of them, is, whether it be Paul or Roman or Brock, is going to coax Austin into cashing in. And like, get out of here, big fella. All right, come on. Get in the ring. Give, all right. And, and I can even see Brock just grabbing him by the back of the neck, walking him over to Chioda and being like, Give him the briefcase and say, I'm cashing in my briefcase. I'm cashing <laughs> in my briefcase. There we go. All right. And they literally, he, there's an Irish whip from Brock. Theory bounces off the ropes into a Superman punch. He falls backwards into a waiting German suplex. And good night. You're done. Goodbye, get out of here. And then Brock just grabs Chioda and says, restart the fucking match. Like, I, I'm serious. I think they wipe him out just as much as you can wipe him out without just saying the briefcase is gone, it disappeared. I think that's going to happen. I truly do. And that's, that's like not my bias. And honestly, even after that, I could see Brock walk out as champion. Like, it's just yeah. ridiculous, but I do not think that briefcase is getting cashed in, uh, or let alone successfully. So, DJ, go ahead. Uh, uh, okay, thank you. Thank you. I have to take over my own show here. Uh, <laughs> 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 this is this has long since been my show. 
I, this hasn't been my show in 18 months. This has been our show. Uh, I think he attempts to cash in. I do not think he's successful. Um, I said they're, they're going to mop the floor with Austin Theory Saturday night. Uh, and I'm sorry, this is my, my bad on the verbiage. Do you mean he cashes in the briefcase and loses and loses the match? Or do Correct. you Correct. in the briefcase into someone and someone beats the shit out of me and he retains the briefcase? Oh, no, 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 no. I think he, he, he attempts to cash in um, and loses, loses the match and loses the, the briefcase. Either way, after this weekend, we will not have a, a money in the bank uh, briefcase holder. And to that, I say, thank God. Long live the tribal chief. Long may he reign. Agreed. All right. So I think that's going to be a wrap on another show. We're going to call the go-home spot. I want to go around the room and thank my co-host. First, Jace. Sir, welcome back to the show. It's been a blast having you on tonight. It was a great one, guys. It was good to see you all again. Had a lot of fun. We'll do it again soon. Absolutely, man. Just We'll keep an eye on your work schedule. And, you know, coming up in the next few weeks, if you got another free day, we'll have you back on. Yes, sir. All right, and Bucky's tag team partner, Jason, sir, awesome night tonight. I did okay. I cut a nice promo on uh, Mr. One Mr. Chick Magnet. I, I think yeah, you he did. Have a Sorry, little- I, I want to apologize to everybody. I kind of just blacked out for a yeah, second. Yeah, you just went. You went on like a rager there, man. You need to like maybe go hit the uh, hit the peace pipe, my friend. I, I'm going to and and. I send me that audio because I still don't know what I said. I black, like I said, I blacked out for a second. I'll see what I can do on that one. Maybe I'll upload two <laughs> clips to the YouTube channel. And one of them, well, there'll be the beard clip, and then there'll be the uh, you know CM Punk ain't shit clip. <laughs> so, I love it. Pipe bomb, part the 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 mindless pipe bomb. The, the mindless pipe bomb. There you go. And last but absolutely never least, from the Rob the Genius podcast, the Minister of Truth, Rob Sir. Thank you again. Always a pleasure. All right. And before we get out of here, I'm going to let you guys know I have been invited to go on the Chairshot Network's own DWI podcast. I'll be recording with PC Tunney and the boys on Friday. I have no idea when they upload. I also have no idea what I'm getting into. I know they talk some wrestling stuff, but uh, PC Tunney reached out to me and asked me to watch an episode of Seinfeld. Um, that's going to be odd because uh, I don't watch Seinfeld. So I've got to pick out the episode. I've got to find time in the next 48 hours to watch this. And uh, so I know what the hell they're getting me into. They're probably going to rib me or punk me because it's my first time on there. You can look for that whenever that uploads. This is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, DJ. You can call it pro wrestling. You can call it sports entertainment. You can call it whatever you want, but call it in the ring. We the ones and we out till next week. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.